I started out with this whole personal development and dating journey because I really was feeling the pain of not being seen by women in general mm. as a, like a romantic partner. Mm. I was literally just the best friend. One of the first books that I read was from this guy, Mystery, in Tulum. After like 15 years, somebody's like, hey, I know Mystery. He's like here in Tulum. He wants to come to the party. Can he come? Wow. So Mystery shows up there and I'm like, wow, like he's actually on my party. So I walk up to him and I'm like, bro, you changed my life because like I read your book back then. It made me go on this whole self-development journey. Like, thank you so much for that. And then at one point, he just looks at me and he's like, you know what? I like you. And you mastered wow. game. The following is a conversation with my very, very close friend, Matteo Diem. He's literally Germany's first ever web 2.0 dating coach. He's had a massive influence on my early development for my first business in the dating niche. I'm so incredibly grateful to be counting him as a personal friend now. And for the first time ever in public, he will spill the beans on his awakening moments that made him go from Casanova lifestyle to settling down with the one, getting married and becoming a father. Follow us along on this beautiful journey because I guarantee you it will be extremely eye-opening on not just a business level, but on an interpersonal level as well. Super, super psyched for this episode. Let's crack right into it. Mr. Matteo DM. Good to have you here, man. Yeah, man. Good to be here. Good you to see you again yeah, dude, after all this time. When was the last time? Boah. That's a long time ago, bro. Three, four years ago? At least, yeah. And you literally just came here five minutes ago, yeah. sit right down and yeah. right to the thing. Just to hang out a little bit and uh, talk and do the podcast, provide some value if I can. Yes. You you look good. Thanks, I, man. I, you, you came a long way. You have a wi wife or girlfriend now? A wife. Wife? Yeah. Kids? Married now. One kid? One kid, Daughter? yes. Daughter? Yes. One daughter, yes. You're balling. <laughs> you're balling. Sorry, I just spat at you. Uh, you're, you're balling. You're looking good. You're looking healthy. You got bigger, but also more shredded. Yes. So, everything. Man, you've at been least since it. we saw since we saw each other, I did. Uh, yeah, all the right stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> nice man. Nice man. Nice. Did you make your teeth as well, or uh, no? That was like just that that's a long time ago. I lost one of them when uh, I got an elbow in kickboxing. Oh. And then oh. I just redid it because before that I had them; they were a little bigger than the others. And then I was like, "Come on, let's do it the right size." Do it. Fix it right yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is man. that watch new too? What is that? Yeah. Datejust. Uh, yeah. Datejust thirty nine. Yeah. I bought my wife a watch for her uh, birthday. Can I see? Yeah, sure. And then um, I was man. actually we just Beautiful. walked past the Rolex store, and I was like thinking, <laughs> "Hey guys, uh, you know, like, do you have this watch?" She, she's like, "Oh, that one's beautiful." So we go in. Wow. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we actually do have it here. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, cool. And then she tried on another one, which was a bit more expensive. And she's like, oh, I like that one more. I'm like, yeah, I ride it. <laughs> but then, but then uh, my instinct kicked in. I'm like, hey, I never bought myself um, something really nice, like that symbolizes success. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to buy you the watch, but I'm also going to buy this one for me. Yeah. Ladies, listen up. Yeah. Get a guy like that. Just literally, hey, this is a nice watch. Walks in. Can we buy that? <laughs> oh, there's a more expensive one? Yeah, let's buy that one the, instead. The surprising part for me was, though, that they actually had it there. Yeah. Because what, what, what year was it? It's now, like uh, oh, no, really? some weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, we went to London like uh, three weeks ago. <clears throat> and then we just literally walked in there. And then I was like expecting them to say, okay, you're going to be on the waiting three list. Three years, Derby. Yeah. And they're like, no, we have it here. Right Dude. on, sir. Damn. Yeah, right away, sir. Sir. Yeah. So maybe it's just a marketing thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, we, you have to be on the on the list. And in reality, there's no scarcity. They have all the watches yeah, yeah. in the back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they just got boxes stacked up. Like, yeah, let me grab one real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. the, the funny story about this was um 
one time you know i came basically basically from very humble beginnings mm. you know like my dad is a cool guy and everything but it was just a middle class house that we had and mm, classic like, german germany right yeah. i i didn't know anybody who was rich myself like i was uh, living in a village and everything and so from there when i built my business at one point like after after some time when it finally worked out and like we made good money I was telling myself, hey, you should buy yourself something nice, mm. you know, so that you stop being this guy who's still in his um, in his uh, poor person identity. Yeah, yeah. So I went and I bought myself a, a real life-size marble statue and put it in front of my house. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Out of all the things. Yeah. And uh, actually, I negotiated with them and they were like, hey, we also have this giant marble lion. I'm like, okay, deliver it both. <laughs> and then they came in and put it with some giant crane on the house. And <laughs> Wait, wait, what but, year? when was that? Oh, that was in 2017, 2018, <laughs> something like that. You have pics of that? But, yeah, sure. Can we sure. edit the pics in, in the we, podcast, we, please? <laughs> <laughs> I think I still have the video how they put like the giant crane and I'm like, oh my God, what's that, what's that gonna cost? But they did it for free. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that was uh, yeah, the free upsell. And then the, the funny or not so funny part was uh, my, my wife hired a nanny and um, that nanny seemed to be not so, not the most clever person I've ever seen, you know? Mm, and, uh, classic. Yeah, so anyways, she goes outside with the kid and mm. manages to uh, to pick up the kid from from uh, from the floor and then hits her head on the marble statue <laughs> and the, the wing breaks off and it's like that that solid of a wing <laughs> and then yeah first i i heard like the the crash and i thought oh it's a car crashing in our house or something you know i go down everything's broken the nanny is fine uh, yeah that's uh, at least the luck and of course the kid was fine which is also uh, yeah uh, but then the statue was broken and i thought okay i need something fired. something new fired <laughs> yeah <laughs> we didn't fire her ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> My wife likes her too much. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Hey, man, whatever. You yeah, whatever's good for the kid. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, and by the way, if you if you hear a construction sounds, it's just uh, across the street, they're building another villa. And uh, and it's Saturday. Who would yeah. have thought in, in Cyprus they're working on Saturday? I mean, they're working at all. <laughs> at least the, the one positive thing about it is it's a testament to the hustle mindset, I guess. Let's yeah, see the positive. I'm happy. Like, I'm <laughs> like, yeah, you guys get to work. Let's go crush. You know? Yeah, so that's beautiful. So, and you guys, you have a house now in Larnaca. Yeah, is that your own or did you rent it? Cause no, I no, I'm just renting it. You bought a bunch in in in, in the Netherlands. Netherlands or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. that's something. You, you still yeah. have those? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm actually looking to sell them because I now want to buy something bigger in um, in Mallorca, probably. Nice, let's and, go. And uh, to make it like really nice and big, I might want to get rid of the stuff that's because it's also you have to manage it and then like always yeah. look that they don't cheat you with the rent. And it's yeah. making good money on paper, but uh, yeah. You can probably flip it. You, you, is yeah. it still the same value? Probably went up. Probably went up, yeah. Yeah, when did you buy it? 2018, 2019? 20, like I think it must have been 2018, 2019-ish. Nice. Yeah. How much more valuable are they now? Do you know? Mm, no idea. I, yeah. I didn't try to sell it yet, so I don't know. Oh, okay, but okay. I think they might have maybe gone up in like 40, 50K if I'm lucky. Damn, yeah. beautiful. But it's man. right on the seaside. It's like right in front of the, oh, the no shit. sea and very nice view. And like it's it's in, uh, how to say, Feriendorf. It's like a... Mm. Vacation, vacation, holiday, village, holiday thing. village thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How close is it to the to the racetrack, to Formula One racetrack? Oh, Zandvoort. I have no clue. Okay. I have no clue, bro. That'd be interesting. Well, yeah. well, so let's let's have a look. Yeah. Where's Zandvoort at? I'm gonna Google that, and then we'll see. So, you know the location? If I put it on the map here. Um. No, but I know. Why <laughs> <laughs> is a bunch of houses? Don't even know where it is. No, no, I know where they are, but I don't know, on the map. So let's see. Yeah, it's one hour ten minutes away. Yo, yeah. not bad. You probably had some some Formula One f fellas there. Probably when yeah. the race was there, you know. Probably. Cool, I'm man. not really cool. following it, to be honest. You should. Oh, it's uh, today. When is the when is the sprint race? Not tomorrow. 
That's the thing. Mm. They now have sprint races. Damn. It's like, well, to yesterday was qualifying. And that's sh a sprint shootout, bruv. It's not called qualifying, you Shit. noob. Yeah, okay, no. So when is the when is the sprint spaß today? At 8:30. Oh yeah, we mm. got time. Yeah, you should watch, man. It's great. Brazil too. Best, the best race ever. Okay. Brazil never disappoints. Okay. Yeah, it always rains. Like I never followed Formula One, baby. Uh, uh, bro, I was. <laughs> I'm hanging out too much time with my wife. That was embarrassing. Yeah, baby. Um, no, <laughs> just kidding. Um, Actually, I never followed Formula One and I never followed football except on yeah, the in the European Championship and the World Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't follow football either, but I watched um, the Netflix thing with Beckham. Holy yeah. shit! Didn't that, see it yet, but like on the high good. level, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I watched it. I'm like, all right. I got a little bit into football lately because my wife made friends with one of the um, that's right. wives of uh, one of the pro players in Arsenal. Can you sh can we shout him out or? Uh, I think so. What's his name? Uh, Gabriel Magellan. Gabriel Malagan. Magellan. <laughs> <laughs> he's out. actually the best. Um, he's the best uh, defender in the whole league. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Where does and he play? Um, what, what team? Uh, Arsenal. Oh no shit. Yeah. So what is Arsenal doing right now? Are they crushing? Uh, I mean, I saw that one game against Manchester. It was like the most important game, and they put us into the VIP box. That was kind of nice. nice. Like that was the only way I really want I to experience it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was quite nice. And then I met uh, the physio of the guy, and it was super insightful. Like it, it reminded me of the podcast from you and um, your fitness bro, Nikki. Mm, Nikki Bra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that guy was also saying, hey, they, they take blood work from the players like two days after the game to see like all the trash wow. that is in the body now, and then they do the physio and everything and the vitamins and whatever on based on that. It's such a like when you meet like health people on such a high level, yeah. it's different. It's like yeah. it's such a difference between them and like the average gym bro, yeah. the personal trainer showed, you know, like, you like so blood much. work and all that. It's like it's about the small. You're talking about fitness. Uh, <laughs> I just literally ate a whole entire box, not <laughs> a little bit, like I bought them at the store, bought some milk, I bought the farmer's milk, straight from the farmer, and then I just bought and just sat down, ate it, and then it was empty. So I want to see how many calories that. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, 100 grams, 100 grams like of, 500, eh? of 424 calorie, uh, calories, pretty, pretty close, and this is two, 290 and probably like 70 grams of carbs on 100. Uh, let's see, let's see, Car 81. 81. Dude, you're good. I mean, yeah. You're so close, man. I mean, I'm even wearing my Fitbit, even though it's not very fashionable <laughs> with the rest, but you know. Wait, oh yeah, that's I, cannot, it. I didn't even see I it. cannot <laughs> actually not count my calories. I just can't get. Wait, how does Fitbit point? count your calories? Uh, it's the heartbeats and then it knows your weight, it knows your age and it's pretty close. Oh, the calories you burn, but not the calories you eat. I'm, oh no, I was I, like, how you have to put that in. Yeah, yeah, all right. No, but I, I have, um, I have that in my mind. That's really good, man. Basically, really eat the good. same stuff every day almost. Me too, usually. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always eat... Uh, well, so this one has 424 times almost three. So, yeah, I basically just ate 1,300 calories mm -hmm. in one go. I could have eaten more. Like, literally, I ran out of time because you came. Yeah. I could have eaten one more. Like, just the second... <laughs> That's how. That's how. I couldn't do that, bro. I would I get am. fat. I would. I yeah. Mean, you, you feel rock solid. Yeah, but uh, yeah, because I've been dieting the whole time. Mm. <laughs> when I do eat, I'm then you just go. Bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. I I just yeah, I just go crazy. Uh, everything like I could order like two pizzas now, then Damn. some Chinese food and stuff like that. I just I don't stop until I pass out. <laughs> my, my last cheat day, my last cheat that was right here, I I literally passed out. Like I fell asleep. It's very shit. unhealthy, actually. <laughs> like, yeah, it sounds like I that. I have a very unhealthy relationship with food. Um, 
I woke up and I was like, gee, day. And first, you know, <laughs> guess where the first thing I went to? McDonald's. Mm. <laughs> poison, straight to the poison. I want to feel horrible about myself. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> you know, Louis, Louis C.K. says it's like, um, I, his, I eat shit until I pass out and or until I hate myself. <laughs> exactly. Like 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 that. A, his doctor asked him like, oh, like, when do you usually feel full when he eats? He's like, feeling full? I don't, the I don't point stop is, eating. The point is not to feel full. The point is to hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally me. Oh, so damn. I went to the, straight to McDonald's. I ordered a, a fish burger, a chicken royale, whatever, and then some, and a beef royale. Mm. And, uh, and a milkshake just next to it and a uh, and, uh, McFlurry. Holy shit. On, Holy on the shit. way back, I passed by the grocery store to load up on other stuff. So I got these Nutella biscuits, you know. I got, a, I think, like a 24-pack or 50-pack of Rocher. You know, the Rocher, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Ferrero. Um, so I <laughs> ate those. I ate the, the Nutella biscuits. Oh, the level of rig ridiculousness. Then, then, I, then I got this one, but it, I got the one with honey. Not the one with chocolate, but the one with honey. So I ate that. Then I'm like, hmm, my stomach really hurts. <laughs> like, like really bad. But I also want oh, Asian food. <laughs> so I was like, my call my favorite Asian restaurant. They opened just at five, so I call them up. And then I ordered uh, two bao buns. And uh, some like chicken something, you know, chicken Holy sweet, crap. sweet sour. I picked that up. Um, then I ate that. Bro, I'm just gaining oh. weight by just listening. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, I'm already like half a kilogram. I, I also had mini pretzels and uh, barbecue chips in between. And then I passed out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Louis C.K. for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Great Pretty day. Close. Great day. I slept so badly. So b you know when Horrible. you eat so late. Yeah. Like <laughs> I noticed that I'm tracking my sleep through the Fitbit as well. That's great. And uh, yeah, you just sleep bad. Yeah. Oh, by the way, talk about tracking. Uh, you know Xenios? Xenios Karalambus? Uh, yeah, Karalambus? the brother of um, Sergio. Sergio. Yeah. Exactly. So I had those guys on the podcast, like, Jesus Christ. I had those guys on the podcast three days ago. And uh, they were also talking about Fitbit. I mean, they have some other thingy. Yeah. But uh, they're also all about it, man. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. helpful. And they'll, they also said I should tell you just that they say hi. So. Ah, cool. Xenios yeah. actually might pass by. He's at the zoo right now. Damn. <laughs> that like, guy also is like a complete <laughs> machine. It's, it's totally, crazy. Totally. Totally. Like, they told me about their. You, you gotta listen to that episode too. They they both went to the special forces here both? in Cyprus. Yeah, I only knew about Zenios going there, but uh, yeah, but his brother both. too, Sergio, like his oh, nerdy wow. brother, right? He Holy went shit! There first, yeah, and they. The, it's looking so friendly all the right, while. He right? can kill kill you in your sleep, no problem, you know. With one hand, you know. <laughs> and they they were telling them like how they like got like tortured and stuff like that, you know, just totally crazy shit. Yeah, like psycho games and stuff crazy did you go to did you go to the army? i went to the military yeah yeah, yeah? in yeah. in germany the bonus rides as well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went to uh, i went to the luftwaffe and, wow that's um, sick that's which is normally it's it's more like the uh, the the people from the the main military from here in germany uh, bundesheer um nee. Bundeswehr. Bundeswehr, so rum, yeah. yeah um they are normally make fun of the luftwaffe because they're like uh, <laughs> they always do the cheaper version at least they say that you know <laughs> but uh, yeah we went to we went to some one week into the snow and then first day it rained so we got mm. completely wet mm. and then we had to be outside in the bivak and then uh, the snow came and then at the night uh, they, they shot the signal gun for us to put the gas mask uh, yeah, and get out the and classic, then yeah. throw themselves into the dirt and then we had to go through the forest and at one point we did that too the signal the fucking red yeah. white or whatever the yeah. abc alarm bullshit you know? yeah mm. and at one point basically um <laughs> we had a we had a, a girl leading the unit and she wasn't the most competent sadly okay and um 
not because she was a girl, just because she was incompetent, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she didn't count the people through, and I was the oh. last one, and I passed out while we were in Stellung, <laughs> while we were laying down, and then she just forgot me there. Oh, and then you know, it's like a giant uh, wood forest uh, <laughs> aerial where you do have, you have no clue where you are. Yeah. I wake up and basically I just see lines, you know, and I'm like, where the hell am I? And then I realized I'm laying down, so these lines are trees. You know, and I'm like, oh no, I'm at the Bundeswehr. You know, and, so, and then I and I wake up, you know, and I was uh, laying on my gun, so my whole arm was completely blue because the metal oh. is uh, putting the the cold way better into your yeah. tissue. Damn. And everything was blue, and I'm like, damn. And I get out of the wood, and I'm like, and there's no no clue where I am. I have no phone, of course, because I'm not allowed, nothing, no food on me. And so I just walk around and look and look for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, damn, I have no clue how to get out of here, you know. And then at one point I just shot the, the mock bullets that they put into oh, your gun so that genius. people hear me. Yeah. And then like 20 people jumped out of the bushes and aimed their guns at me. <laughs> and I was never so happy to have so many guns aiming at me, you know, because I'm like, I finally they found me. And then the, the sergeant, the Hauptmann, uh, was actually really pissed because he's like, hey, hey, did you lose Kamerad team? And then they're like, uh, uh, Dim, Dim, where are you? And you could hear it on the on the on the radio. <laughs> yeah, on the intercom. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I don't know where he is. Uh, he's here with me. You know? So he was super <laughs> classic, pissed about that. Classic. But man. yeah, I, they put me under a warm shower and I survived, obviously. Nice. Did you have to go back after that? No, you no, gladly. No, because good. he was probably happy that nobody gets sued because I was not that <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> no, I had fun at the military. Like I made good friends. It was yeah, me too. fun to go through like these un very uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. I also feel like it really, at least at least for me, it really set a kind of like a, a solid foundation that yeah. I later tapped into when I started my own business. This whole like knowing that there's discomfort mm -hmm. around the corner, mm -hmm. just grinding it out, doing it because it has to be done, even yeah. though it doesn't feel like it. So all that jazz. But um, so let's backtrack a little bit. So you're one of... No, I think you're the first dating coach in the German-speaking market. Mm, maybe there was one guy before me. I think... Uh one guy started a bit earlier. Yeah, yeah, but, but at, le at least one, like one of the first yeah. most popular guys. Yeah, and uh, you you started with all these crazy videos where like like you you put on a costume and you talk to girls and stuff yeah. like that, and they always still liked a, you. Always with a handicap to make it more interesting. Also, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, I remember like I used to watch those videos and I used to read all your like forum posts. There was no you know there was no Instagram like yeah. it was literally just like a forum post. Back and in the days, 2007. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I used to read all of them, and I'm like, "This is Matteo guy, he's so crazy, <laughs> so cool." And then I ran into you once on the on the street in Vienna, total fanboy, right? I was like, "Hey, my Matteo," and you're like, "Yeah, what's up?" And you were filming, and you know, <laughs> yeah. you were super nice. Gotta say too, like I think oh. you were in a rush, and you're like, "Hey, man, all cool," you know? And I'm like, yeah, no, 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 "Nice, nice, nice to meet you, my, my Matteo." That was me, you know, I'm little Max. Um, and then, freaking years later, 2012 or 11 or something like yeah. that, or even 13, you DM'd me and like, hey man, what's up? And I'm like, oh my god, Mateo DM'd me, holy shit. <laughs> and then we met. For, I can't remember where. It was London. Time. I was in Berlin giving a, a training to some, some clients. And you were in London finishing some tour. Yeah. And then... Uh, I don't really exactly remember how it came about, but you were like, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm shooting lots of stuff here. Maybe you want to come over." I'm like, checking the flights, That's and I just right. and, and 30 just minutes flew. later, I booked the flight. I flew through the night, arrived at some stands that are looting, like some weird airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Drove in, and then uh, Dimi was your cameraman. Dimi, shout out, Dimi Katsavaris. Yeah, and yeah. then we shot all these videos in front of the Buckingham Palace a little bit, and uh, then on the Tower Bridge. Oh my God, do yeah. we still have these videos somewhere? Do you Probably. have? They gotta be somewhere. 
Primoz, have you ever seen the videos with him? I mean, if Dimi shot them, those, I mean, that was, that must have been 2014 yeah. or 15 and or 13. And we filmed during the whole night and then in the morning I flew back. I remember we yeah. filmed at night. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I had the crazy freaking schedule. Yeah, like, yeah just same. go to bed at 6 a.m. and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Damn. And, and I, there was I, a camera team also following you. Like, uh, like there was so much people. Like, And then oh, I remember we sitting right. in the park and there was like 30 guys listening to what you have to say. <laughs> and for you, it was just a, you know, a, a regular Tuesday. I don't care. I and for them, it was like, I'm meeting my <laughs> idol. I remember these documentary guys. They mm. made a documentary for like for the Cannes Film Festival mm. or something like that. And they followed me around in, in a couple of cities. It was London, Miami, and, and Krakow, I think. Some, some Polish city. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember Crazy that. Days. Crazy, man. They yeah. filmed everything. They're like, oh, you're brushing your teeth, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, can we film that? I'm like, knock yourself out. And we went to this <laughs> restaurant and you eat, I think, mac and cheese or something. Yeah. And they were like filming close up <laughs> of you. And you're like, ah, I thought it's so funny. But I also was like, I thought it's admirable that you were like made it from, you know, this. I couldn't, to be honest, I couldn't even remember running into you the first time. Of course not, because it happens all the time, you know? Yeah, in that case, yes. But, um, Later on, I remember that there was this uh, this incident where there, like there was like lots of criticism for pickup because like lots of crazy stuff was going yeah, on, yeah, and then uh, you stood there, and then some crazy protester came up and slapped you. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. you stayed just cool and calm, and I yep. respected that so much. I that was that. the moment I really was like, I like this guy. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. That's beautiful. A good example of um, bad things actually always turning out good, you know, yeah. butterfly effect wise. And then you reached out, flew to flew to London. And I remember when I met you, it was like instantly best bros. Yeah. You know, I've never, ne you and I have never met uh, apart from that one instance before. And it was like, <clears throat> you know this when you meet someone and you just right away just on the, the same wavelength, yeah. like same dumb jokes, yeah. you know, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're just having a good time. That was really, really cool. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we, we met every couple of years, a couple of yeah. times. I remember we once met in Larnaca, where you had the the quad. Oh yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where I was staying at the Radisson. Um and then uh, you visited in Kiev once or twice? In Kiev, I was like three months in Kiev. That was actually a pivotal moment for my company. We can talk about that a bit let's, as well. Let's talk because about that. I, I learned from there. Uh, and before that it was in Helsinki because I brought some marketing right. bros who wanted to really meet That's you. Right. And then we we hung out in, in Helsinki and well, we went to, to the gym. What were, what were the names? Um, Ole and Mirko. Ole and Mirko. Yeah. Shout out to the guys. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Damn. And they that helped me do my first webinar. And uh, in return, I helped them get better results with the ladies that they desired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. We were in Helsinki. That was 2017. Must have been something, something like that. that yeah. 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 And then you visited again in Kiev. Yeah. And then in Kiev. And the funny part was, I was literally just, uh, I was just going to Kiev because um, I wanted to get out of Larnaca for that time. Mm. And... Uh, I just rented this nice apartment, uh, like in the 40th floor or something, in, an, uh, in a tower. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, you know what? <laughs> Max is somewhere in Kiev. Let's uh, ring him up. And I'm like, hey, dude, you know, uh, I'm in Kiev. And you're like, oh, uh, by the way, this is my address. And you sent me the address. And I'm like, hey, dude, look out of the window. <laughs> and then there's like two towers, you know. And then he looks out of the window. And he's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and it was literally we're neighbors, you know, just like. 40th floor, you had the 50th floor or something. Yeah, like yeah, you were yeah. Higher up. We're right across from each other. Like, and it was so, so random. It was so, so funny. Was, I that. Couldn't have planned it better. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I, I hadn't remembered it, but now I remember yeah. it. It was funny. Yeah. And then we partied together. I think we, I threw a party or something like that. You were there. Yeah. Didn't you also have a girlfriend then that you brought or yeah, something she, like that? She came a bit later there. Yeah. Exactly. I remember her as well. Yeah. It was a good time, man. It was a good time. Yeah. <clears throat> and how was that a pivotal moment for your business? Uh, the thing was, I was basically, first of all, we met in, in Helsinki and I think you were at that time, like correct me if I'm wrong, but 
I think you must have been around the revenue level that was like normal for you of around like 30k or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I had just launched a program, uh, an online product. Yeah. But that, you know, that's just like a ton of money all at the same time. Yeah. And then it, and then it fizzles out and then it's just like monthly. Yeah, monthly. yeah. yeah I, I, remember I had that. the same earlier. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I remembered that number and I was like already there. Like I'm, I could learn a lot from you and from Fritz, who was the guy who was helping Fritz, you in marketing. shout out to Fritz. That's yeah. Oh, he helped you then? Yeah, just by, Sick. we were staying in contact and like I asked him some stuff. He gave me some advice there. That cool, was cool. All right, yeah. And then later on, um, when, we, when we met again in Kiev, mm. I was at a point where in my company stuff wasn't going so awesome, and I was trying to break through that. And then we met, and we were just hanging out, and you were just uh, telling me a little bit how it goes, and then uh, keeping me updated. And at one point, you just dropped that you are at the level of uh, around 200k at that point. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I just went home, and I sat <laughs> in my bathtub, and I was like. <laughs> fuck went wrong in my life <laughs> like you know he used to be like 15k ahead now it's like i don't know you know and it's for a moment it depressed me because it just made me feel like i did the wrong shit this guy started later and he was so much more successful like i was happy for you but i was sad for myself you i know? know that feeling i know that feeling and then i just uh set up in the bathtub and i was like you know what you might not have the people you might not have the income you might not have the revenue you might not have all of that but what you have is your willpower the you have your ability to just do more with your time mm. and then i was like you know what you're just releasing one video per week like and you want to go to like a million subscribers like of course it's not going to work so just go and do and commit a video per day at least now mm -hmm. from now on and it just started and i filmed it and i uploaded it like five minutes before midnight it was the first one no done. way and i, and I went Sick. and went and went and went and then i just um realized I could actually teach my girlfriend how to edit the videos on a like rudimentary level. So she did that. So I outsourced that. I could make more videos. And then it just turned up to go from, I think I was uh, around like 10, 15K at the point and went up for the first time over 50. Nice. And then like a week later, I think Misha had a, Misha had a cameraman. Oh, my, my phone is going on here. Oh, your camera um, got Misha. Okay. Uh, yeah. Misha had a cameraman. Yeah, Misha Yannick. Misha Yannick, and, uh, shout out. This guy, this guy wanted to hang out in Kiev. And I think you were just not needing a cameraman. You were mm. busy and you mm. were like, hey, Matteo, you know, there's this guy. He needs some advice. Uh, maybe you can help him out. Ah. And then he came to me, helped me. He was my cameraman. So I had an editor and a cameraman. Suddenly I could be Let's more productive. We went go. to, I think, sex, 60 or like, was it? 65k something like that in the next month then because i stayed in kiev for some time that was selling high ticket or what, what, what did you sell it was my mentoring program it okay. was i'm not sure if it's already high ticket back then it was uh, around 2k and mm -hmm. it was like a lot less than people are getting right now yeah yeah like yeah. i built and you built made it and better built. yeah of course you have to yeah. and uh yeah at that point i just realized okay this guy needs to go back because he still works for misha but i need another guy and then i just put out a shout out uh, mm. hired a cameraman he flew to me to Kiev nice. I told him okay you have two days to quit your job and your house and everything if you're <laughs> here classic. you got the job <laughs> the class he had the least skills of all of them but I knew he has a good mindset because I ran into him like eight, eight years earlier in oh. while doing a coaching in Dusseldorf okay and um, so I hired the guy and then from there on it turned out to be like better and better and I realized instead of always focusing on the how like how can I do it focus on the who like how can I put people into place and so yeah it was quite an important moment and uh, thank you for that my man my yeah and i'm happy for you dude crazy I, I, you know what you said this like that you got sad or or or, or how would you describe the emotion when you sat in that bathtub because i feel exactly the same whenever i see someone else crushing more mm -hmm. it's just like pressure slash fuck and god damn it and uh, like almost anger and mm -hmm. i have exactly the same and i haven't met many people 
that resonate with that feeling. But now you saying it, I'm like, that's it. You and I, we I, have the same. I think it was mainly because I knew you a little bit. It also felt like we are, like you said, we met, it clicked, you know, yeah. like lots of similarities. And I was like, how is this guy so much faster? And how can he act so much smarter than you? <laughs> uh, so I really judged myself, you know, yeah. and that was the thing, like inwards. Uh, boiling towards like ah, what, yeah. what are you doing bro you're wasting your time why aren't you better I have that so yeah. many times right all my whole life I have that and it always I was always lucky enough to be able to channel that into productivity because yeah. some other people are like oh fuck everything I'll just eat Cheetos and do nothing <laughs> yes. and for me I'm, I'm gonna like, be sad now for weeks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad for like half a half a day and then I'm like okay fuck it let's get to work yeah. Manager. Yeah. and then I'm just sitting there and grinding it out for like a month Yeah. Um, for me it's like a really big drive it's really fun like some people some people dr get driven by creativity some people get driven by other things i i do get driven by that i do get driven by an urge of sharing that's mm -hmm. one part mm -hmm. an urge of of really helping other people and seeing them crush it too because then i know yeah. me is not just luck yeah like okay well i can do it by myself and maybe it's lucky but if I can replicate for that person that person that yeah. person oh it's not just luck it's actually also it gives you meaning and purpose right exactly I mean I, I love it if people send me their pictures of like hey this is my wife now or hey beautiful. now I have a kid beautiful I named it after you because ah, you made it possible stuff like that you know of course it warms my heart and makes me happy for them and, and it also makes me uh, reiterate my own identity as somebody who wants to actually do something mm -hmm. like carry something into the world that I, I want to see as a positive change yeah. yeah so you actually have kids named after you because yeah. you helped their dad yeah. score score yeah. their, their mom. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's it's incredible. two people who told me that. Yes, <laughs> one guy actually went up to me in the club. He was the club photographer. Yeah, and then he was just like, "Hey, dude, you know uh, what's this kid's name?" And I'm like, "That's that's kind of a weird way to approach me." And I'm like, uh, I, "I don't know." And he's like, "It's Matteo." And I'm like, "Oh, wow. okay, like like me." And he's like, "Yeah, because of you." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." Wow. And I had like five guys with me on some boot camp, so they were all like, "Yeah." <laughs> that was quite nice. Yeah. Damn, it's like the Forrest Gump scene. Remember when Forrest Gump, <laughs> at the very end, when he gets introduced to his own son, oh. and, and the mother his says, "Name is also Forrest." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his father. His father's name is also Forrest. <laughs> it's so cute. I felt a bit like that. Yeah, I was a bit slow in that moment. Yeah, it was just such an unusual. You know, I'm like, why is this guy with the camera coming to me and asking me after this kid? I'm like, is he a reporter? Do I have a kid? I don't know. Of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like, Damn it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, that is really what you said there that 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 it fuels you, that you it gives you sense of purpose. That that's the beauty about the, yeah. the online coaching business model. It's you know, I'm not just shitting on other business models because I have to and because it makes me more money, because then more people want to do online coaching, but I actually truly believe that online coaching is amongst the best business models out there. Yeah. Because sure you can do some drop shipping, you can make some decent money, but like you're not gonna change people's lives by selling them some dumbass. You sell some plastic from China, yeah. and do you really want to do that? And uh. exactly, and and then you know you see all the other people like, oh yeah, I made so and so much with NFTs and crypto. First of all, it's all just gambling mm. anyway. It's literally gambling. Yeah, it's based on luck, not based on skill. And second of all, yeah, you're gonna sit there with your little JPEG on your phone, but you haven't really helped anyone. You have created zero value in this world. The flies here. Yeah, the flies. <laughs> but the fact that that even if it's just something fucking small, like hey, like back in the days, I had a really hard time, and you told me that I should cheer up. 
Thank you. Yeah. Small things like that, let alone the big things like I named my son after you because yeah. you helped me meet the mother of my future children. Or things like, hey, I used to be super broke. I spent my last money on your program and now I'm crushing it. And I, I heard that story. It. It's very nice. Yeah. There's so many crazy th And I'm like, yeah, the money is freaking amazing. Don't get me wrong. I would do it just for the money alone already. But then on top of that, all these people that you change, and yeah. it's not just them, but you change their family, yeah. right? You change their children because of that. Like his, like the little Mateo is gonna grow up with a badass dad yeah. instead of some simp chode. It, that just goes on and on you're, and on. You're like an enabler for them, and it's, yeah. it's just like <clears throat> I was listening to this to this audiobook. I don't remember which one it was. I listened to lots of stuff, but. Mm. Um, the guy was talking about that one of his purposes is not only to have uh, people thrive in business under him, but also to ha help other people, like for example, foster children, mm. to just have more potential. And he explained all of this that just by giving them more resources or the the possibility to go into like a, a better situation by giving them the right information at the right time and things like that, mm -hmm. and a bit of love here and there and a bit of encouragement, mm -hmm. they have so much more potential and so higher such higher chances in life to go somewhere and i think in coaching it, it's a little bit like the same like mm, without yep. like trying to declare us uh, as saints <laughs> of course you know there's money in there and everything but that is really when i feel down and uh something like that comes in on a youtube comment or something yeah. like that comes in on, on instagram or somewhere it really cheers me up yeah it does yeah. It's beautiful and it's like an upward spiral, right? Yeah. So now they're inspiring you back. Yeah. So now maybe on that day you felt down and now you're like, fuck it, I, I, I'm i going to shoot that video yeah. even though I didn't want to. Yeah. Fuck it, you shoot that video and then you inspire more people. can go a long just, way, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really freaking beautiful. And um, and then we haven't seen each other for, for a long time. It must have been years. Yeah. And then you went down to Mexico, I think, for <laughs> a while. Yeah, I basically, <laughs> I had my team assembled and uh, they made some... They made two very good months and then i thought hey they were hustling really hard let's mm. let's give them something back because it was the end of the year mm. must have been uh before the virus came out <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it was it really 2020 i think right yeah yeah, yeah yeah so from 2019 to 2020 i told them listen guys we're gonna go one month for south africa boss is paying the flights boss is paying nice. the apartment you guys deserve it let's go how so many people were there it was uh, the two people of the core team and okay. the rest were just also still uh, having some side gigs or just okay. not uh, not really so involved and um so i went down with them and uh, it was the two best months we had ever since then and i was like oh i'm gonna go do this again you know mm -hmm. this this worked out it mm -hmm. wasn't for more profit it was just to you know show uh, some appreciation for their work yeah but uh, it still worked out and then when i flew back that was the first day when it hit, like that everything was locked down. Oh. And so they flew back to Germany and to Austria and to wherever they went, uh, to their respective homes or their respective families at the time. And uh, I was the only one lived in Cyprus. And mm. I, it was just, I ended my, my long year relationship with that girl that you met in mm. Kiev mm -hmm. uh, before South Africa. And I was literally just still going through the breakup motions mm -hmm. and then coming here and I'm like, okay, I'm going to rent myself a nice car and, and meet some girls and, you mm -hmm. know, and distract myself a bit. So I rented myself the, I was like, what's the coolest car you have? And they're like, Maserati. <laughs> I'm like, cool, I'm going to take it. Nice. So I go home with this car. I go to bed, you know, and then I wake up in the morning. I have like this, uh, this itch. Oh no. You know? <laughs> because I had a very nice flight from South Africa back to here, but then one of them got canceled and suddenly I had a nine uh, hour oh. layover, <laughs> no sleep. And then there was all these people from like South Asia, <laughs> you know, and they were all sneezing into my like, like right in my neck, like that somebody didn't open my eye and spit into it was like the least, you know, like it was almost that level of like closeness, even in the lounge. 
And then, of course, I arrive home, I'm sick, nobody knows how bad this is. So you're basically patient zero. Bro, <laughs> you, like, brought I, it had, to, to I had to stay home, look at the expensive car in front of the house, you know, <laughs> yeah. not being able to use it, not being able to, to go out of the house because I didn't know how dangerous I am right now. Yeah, to yeah. So I'm like, hey, guys, can I get tested? And they're like, there's not enough tests. Just stay home. If oh, you die, please call. <laughs> you know? And then I just stayed and I'm like getting worse and worse and feeling like the flu. And yeah, so I locked myself down for like, two weeks and I didn't leave the house I felt horrible you know just me alone with my breakout thoughts yeah. and looking at the, at the car I can't uh, use and then the moment I actually would have been allowed to go outside it was like okay complete lockdown uh, you have to send an SMS if you even want to leave the house yeah, you can only go grocery shopping or to the doctor and that's it and then I'm like damn and so I got stuck and I did that for like two or three months which was really bad for mental health because like mm. complete uh, you know isolation it was yeah. a nice house but still it felt like prison mm. And then at one point I was just, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go out of here. I'm going to go somewhere where they don't care. Yeah, nice. And uh, Mexico was the place Perfect. where they were like, oh, we don't care. Come here. Yeah. You know? We're still partying. Wanted to go there for like a month to just sit it out. <clears throat> Turned out to be six in the end mm. because it just uh, kept going. And uh, Mexico was a fun time. So yeah. I just stayed there. Crazy, man. And I remember that because <clears throat> I was in Kiev at that time. And, and we've discussed this on previous podcast episodes as well like Kiev didn't have a, a lockdown I mean mm. officially it did but you know it was like Eastern Europe so they're like oh, didn't take so serious no problem you know <laughs> and um, yeah so that was cool and then I saw you crushing it on Instagram partying and yachts and stuff like that it was fun and then and then I'm like cool cool Mateo is crushing you know and then the algorithm didn't send me your, your Instagrams for a while and then I checked it again and and you're like oh yeah my wife my daughter I'm like wait 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 <laughs> hold up here slow down like last thing I remember was you partying on a yacht with a lot of beautiful people lots of models great crazy entrepreneurs and I'm like what happened <laughs> what happened in between yeah yeah so what what did happen because a lot of people are gonna they're like oh I remember Matteo from the dating times mm -hmm. what, he's married has a kid mm -hmm. what happened run us through okay um. Because you said it's a very clean podcast, I might yeah. have to leave out one or two details <laughs> how that went. But, you know, basically, if I'm trying to, to sum it up in a short way, was I just, you know, I was in Mexico, finally free again, mm. finally. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. So I trained like crazy and uh, went out, met people. And every, everybody there was beautiful. Like mm. literally everyone who could afford it or who was pretty enough to be invited there or something, you know, they just met there. Mm. It was like a melt, it was like a Woodstock of our times, I think. Was that like a party or a, what are you talking about? Everywhere, all okay. the time. Like literally the whole place was just uh, vibrant and full mm. of people. And, mm. you know, I was even thinking, oh my God, like I'm so irresponsible because I'm part of this and maybe one day I'll go to the hospital, I see all the people suffering and I'm like, I'm mm. going to feel so bad. Mm. And then one time I got like the, a kidney stone from cheap protein uh, oh. powder and from just not drinking enough. Oh. I go to the hospital and it's like literally in this comics, you know, where there's like this, yeah. <laughs> like the, the ball of fur, like going, and I'm like, where are all the people? Like, why is nobody dying? I th yeah, I thought the, the hospitals are overfilled, bullshit. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of weird. I have no answers, but uh, you know, it raised a couple of questions in my <laughs> head of like, hmm, maybe it's more like that people here are getting sun and having a good life uh -huh. and maybe they're not being so affected by that. Yeah. But anyways, um, I'm not trying to start any conspiracies, but <laughs> that was an interesting moment. and. <laughs> And um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. I basically uh, went and, and actually got into the best shape of my life and mm. then met all these all these uh, ladies there. And um, before you know, one of the times when I was uh, actually on 
I think, your former assistant's house party, I met uh, a guy who was a photographer for Playboy magazine. No way. And Wait, this guy, which one of my assistants do you uh, know? What was her name? Goddamn. Um, the one who also booked uh, my haircut once. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you. was it Valia? Yes. She that was one. in Mexico? Wait, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> I met her in, like, she had a house party in Kiev and she yeah. invited us. Ah, that could my, be, that could be, yeah. And then I met uh, this guy there and yeah. he used, uh, he is actually a photographer. So I met him again in Mexico. We linked up and then he introduced me to all kinds of uh, obviously beautiful models. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I got all uh, lots of contacts and, and at one point I basically accidentally turned into some kind of party promoter because I had mm. like a group with, I don't know, 50, 60 beautiful uh, women who were just wanting to be invited to parties and mm. then met all these guys who were successful. They're like, hey, we have great parties. Um, we're just lacking uh, beautiful girls that we want to meet. Mm. And so I just invited them over and then everybody, the guys loved me, the girls loved me. <laughs> you know, I had a win-win for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was uh, just a where all these times were where you saw that I was, I don't know, 40, 50 girls on one party and everybody around me. That was fun. But uh, at one point I just saw that some of the guys, like the really successful guys, one of them was, uh, I think he owns the biggest crypto casino on planet wow. Earth. Like he's like, he has unlimited money, literally. Mm -hmm. And um, that guy was owning a couple of villas because his concept was, I just want all my friends to live around me for free <laughs> because I just want to have them around. Yeah. And, um, nice. Yeah, he was throwing parties every weekend and I just was bringing cool people there. And then um, and one one night I just saw him being sad because he didn't uh, get laid enough on that party uh -huh. like, for his taste. Uh -huh. And I just looked and I'm like, this guy is such a nice guy, he's a cool guy, he's super successful, he's through with money, he's in great shape and everything, he's young. And yet, it felt like this is not my end goal like mm. i don't want to just get laid uh, again and again or something like that uh, it's just empty mm. it's nice if you're able to actually get together with the people you want to be to, uh, together but it cannot be an end goal it's like earning money just for money's sake mm. i think that's quite empty mm -hmm. like there must be something behind it and when i saw that i was like hmm i have access to all these uh, crazy um experiences but what i think what i want next is not just any more experiences of what I already have. I want to see something like new, something deep, like find actually the woman that is really meant to be on my side. Mm -hmm. And the moment I decided that, like literally a couple of days later, I ran into my wife. Wow. And um, yeah, that was a crazy story for itself. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, I'm not we sure how much time. I can tell her, but <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so. So you make that decision. Two weeks later, you're walking down the street or where you, where you met um, her? It was like that. So I had... One of those, like, I had a policy, you know, because this uh, this photographer, of course, for his, it's his profession. Like, yeah. for him, it's not just, oh, wow, beautiful girls around me. He needs to be professional. So mm. whenever he introduced me to girls, I was super professional, and I was mm. even treating them as if they're my sister. And I even told them, like, oh, you're my si like my sister. Yeah, yeah. So to not give any weird, uh, you know, Creepy unprofessional vibes, or, vibes something, yeah. or something like that. Because there were, like, lots of, uh, yeah very lightly closed women around all the time then and I just, you know, I kept my distance. But that made them chase. Mm, yeah, of course. And um, so, yeah, there was lots of stuff that happened but that we don't have to t uh, talk about now. But uh, one of the girls was um, was a bit more interesting and I got together with her but then she turned out a bit crazy. And um, I just ended the relationship. It was quite short. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I went to uh, outside of the of the the place where we were, where we had this argument, mm -hmm. and I said, "Okay, this doesn't work out. Let's let's not do this anymore." 
And um, I told myself, okay, let's go home, let's meditate and let's just reflect about uh, why was she not the one that uh, makes sense mm -hmm. and uh, why did you choose uh, the wrong person? And then I told myself, hmm, maybe I'm gonna have one drink before I do that. Mm -hmm. So I run into another girl that I know and she's like, oh, come with me to this party. I'm like, I'm going to this party. And then I'm just showing up at the party and uh, yeah, literally just having a drink, meeting other people that I knew. And then there was sh sh her sitting like across the room on the couch and just being like very beautiful and I was like ah, somehow I know her and I just looked at her a little bit too long I think and then she was just uh, excuse me do we know each other and she just <laughs> uh, tried to blow me off yeah um, and I was like yeah from last week on, on the Samla festival and she's like oh you're that guy you know and then mm -hmm. we went into talking and everything talked for like three hours straight and then at one point I was like okay I just want to go home but it's a very nice conversation maybe we want to continue at my place you know can I have one drink and then yeah, bring you home or get your taxi. And so she's like, okay, cool, let's do that. And then we get on my, my little scooter and then I realize, oh, I didn't bring a second helmet. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if we should do this. But then she convinced me, no, no, let's drive, let's drive, let's go. And I knew that the only people who actually rob you in Mexico are the police. Oh. Yeah. And that happened twice to me at night. Oh. Like they stop you at gunpoint and they're like, oh yeah, they threaten you with something like you didn't wear a mask yeah. alone in the jungle, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then they take your money. Damn. They were even nice to me. They gave me, one time, they gave me half the money back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so random. So, but this time, I'm like, okay, keep your head behind me because if the police is there, they're probably going to be there. Um, at least they won't see you and maybe they don't react yeah. because she didn't have a helmet. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, we drive and then actually there is five guys like with guns and everything and gear oh. and like the floodlights and everything. Oh. And they're yelling and with the flashlights waving. And then she, she's from Brazil just taps my shoulder and tells me drive baby oh and no. something <laughs> in me just clicked and i'm like <laughs> part of me was just like okay i'm gonna go with the vibe of this woman you know <laughs> because we had such a nice night let's not end it with the police stop and be robbed again part of me was also she is uh, very frail if they shoot us from the back we're both gonna die you know so i was just waiting for the bullets to hit you know and nothing happened they were just too lazy and we're just thinking you know what Screw you, we're gonna get the next guy who stops for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they did not give a damn. <laughs> and then we are, you know, like the adrenaline is rushing through me and I'm like, oh my God, and we're driving through the jungle. And then at one point I'm like, this must be way crazier for her because she's driving with the almost stranger through the jungle, you know, no into helmet, the jungle, no, into yeah. the nothing. <laughs> yeah. uh, lucky, lucky for her, I'm a nice person. And then we arrive at my place. And then it's like, <laughs> that's, that's where the craziness uh, really went in. Oh, Because right. I opened the door and we're still talking and then I realized, oh wait, there's like light in my bedroom. Why is there light in my oh. bedroom? And you know, there was, um, there was one girl <laughs> who, there was one girl who, who had a bad experience with some guy. Like he was a bit too pushy and everything. And then I was like, oh my God, she was like 18 years old. Mm. And I knew the guy, so I confronted him. I'm like, dude, like, did this really happen what she told me? And then he was like, oh yeah, he blew it off. And then I was like, dude, like he's never invited to any party anymore. Mm -hmm. And I felt so bad for her. And then I just told her, listen, I have a spare room. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want this to be your Mexico experience. Yeah. And I was like in this hippie, nice sharing vibe. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can be in that room. You know, you don't have to worry about anything. And then, yeah, she went into that room. So I had to leave a spare key for her mm -hmm. so that she can get in there, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, my crazy ex also knew where that key was. Oh. And then she, my battery died on the way. She oh. sent me an SMS with like, hey, I got paid because she worked at some bar. Okay. Um, I got paid, it's too much cash, there's police, I'm gonna go to your place because there's a shortcut. <laughs> I never got that SMS and also we yeah. broke up before that. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I walk in there 
And then she starts cursing at me in Spanish, like, ah, I knew it, I knew it, it's exactly like what I expected you to be like. A couple hours later. You <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this looks bad, you know, even though <laughs> I'm, I just looked at her like, why are you in my house? You know, it makes no sense to me. And then she just yelled and slammed the door and then ran downstairs to where her car was parked and everything. And then, yeah, I, she, my my now wife just witnessed all of that, and she That's was like, so funny, man. and she was like, that was uh, kind of crazy. And in her head, of course, it was like, yeah, he had a girlfriend. He was just lying. <laughs> I knew it all yeah. along, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah, we were just in the bedroom, and I was just literally f uh, feeling bad. We we're just talking. Yeah. And I was just like, I feel so bad for her because like it wasn't what 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 she thought it is because we were just talking and everything. Mm -hmm. And then she actually said something. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like, oh, you know, she kind of manifested with, with her behavior. She acted crazy and everything. Like, don't worry about it. She's wow. going to be fine. Like, she was super mature about it mm. and just tried to cheer me up. But that convinced me that, you know what? She's right. Mm. That's all fine. Mm -hmm. And so I went actually into the mode where I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm kind of interested in her. Now the ex already thinks it's happening. So who knows? <laughs> might, <you> as know? <laughs> might as well. So yeah, we might as well have done what the, done the deed. And <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then, uh, yeah, at that point, we just uh, hit it off. And you know, the, the cool part was I had, a, I had some tickets booked for me and the, the little crazy one. Mm -hmm. um, for an event in, the, in a different side of Mexico, just mm. uh, two days later. And uh, that ticket was quite expensive because mm. it was a cool event and she used to be a body painter. And then I uh, was like, oh, you can paint all the models there and mm. so on, and I'm gonna go network. And so suddenly, um, this girl is obviously not coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm just telling my wife, hey, you know what? Back why, why not yet wife at that point. <laughs> yeah, my, my at this moment, this new, very interesting woman in my life, I'm just this mysterious Brazilian woman. <laughs> um, I'm just telling her, listen, let's do like a two day trial period. Like you stay here. If we're cool with each other, maybe you come with me because otherwise I'm just losing two and a half K on that ticket, mm. you know, because it's a great business event and everything. And she's like, okay. So she moved in. It was <laughs> awesome. What, we, she moved in like the next day. Yeah, she just brought her suitcases, canceled her uh, <laughs> hotel room, you know, because she was also staying at a hotel there. She was yeah. living in Mexico. It was just uh, for her. It was just a getaway as well. Yeah. And then we flew over there and we had a great event. And, you know, I didn't know that she had model experience, but it was mm. like a, an event with lots of models and photographers and people. And um, so basically, instead of being a body painter, I just brought another model. <laughs> yeah. And then she actually won the modeling contest. She became <laughs> an underwear uh, model there. No so literally, I, I brought her and then took home the prom queen. That's how it felt, you know. It's like, how, how much more can you like achieve your dreams there? <laughs> And um, <laughs> literally, so awesome, and, and the literally the, the best part was we fly home, and um, you know still having a great time. She stays with me and everything. We fall in love, and then um, at one point I want to leave Mexico because that the power outages and stuff was just mm. too bad. Because I had like, I had calls with clients, and then yeah. suddenly sometimes the internet just was gone, and yeah. you had no chance to get it up because no no electricity. Yeah. So I was like, this is unprofessional. I can't do this. You yeah. know, this is, I need to go back to Europe, and so when I had to leave. I saw her like being super sad about it and crying and she's like, ah, mm. you know, you're going to leave me behind. I'm like, are you crazy? I'm going to bring you wherever I go. Nice. And then from there on, we just uh, went to Cyprus and uh, literally a month before before the, the modeling thing would have started, where she actually would have had her first shooting in Ibiza, we realized that uh, she's pregnant. Oh, like that was wow. a little, that was a couple of months later already, but yeah, still, yeah, you yeah. know, um, and then it was so interesting because we were talking about having kids together, like in the literally in the first three days Damn. and i never had that with anyone like yeah. never and i had like anyways like 
I never had that with anyone. And um, I really realized, wow, it, it sometimes just has to be the right person, as cheesy as that, mm-hmm. as that sounds. Mm-hmm. And then we just planned it for like in two years, but obviously we might have been a bit too active for that to work out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now we have this beautiful baby who just looks like her mom, which is like gonna be a golden ticket in life, I'm already sure. <laughs> and we're trying to make her a tennis star, but that's a story for something else. That's also why we moved to Mallorca because Nadal's uh, tennis academy is there. Oh, no way. Yeah. Damn, what a crazy <laughs> story, man. I'm so happy for yeah, you. I really thanks, am, bro. man. Thank and the you. story itself is incredible too. It's it's uh, yeah, man. It's like it's meant to be. Like Damn. if you believe in that kind of stuff, it's yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And that coming, this is the, the this is the key also for the listeners who don't know you. You're not just some chode, you know. You're not. You're just some 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 little guy that has no experience with women, you know. That just has been brainwashed by Hollywood. Like the right girl is gonna come if you just do the right thing, you know. You're a guy who Definitely has, not. you know, who's been out there, who has a lot of experience with a lot of different women, and hearing that, that gives it a whole other category, because I know you're not full of shit, because I know you've seen everything and you have all the abundance in the world, and also because it sounds to me like when you were in Mexico, you were probably at the height of all that, yeah. you know, you were crushing it the yeah. most in, in the social dating life, yeah. um, and then out of that, you pick that one woman because at that point you knew what you wanted that point you've seen it all you've been through it all you've had it all and then still saying okay i've had it all and i can get it all but mm. i want that one mm. and that's really beautiful so that gives it a whole other value yeah it made it way more special because i honestly i started out with this whole personal development and dating journey mm. because i really was feeling the pain of not being seen by women uh, by women in general mm. as a, like a romantic or sexual partner mm. i was literally just the best friend nah, like i was classic, this na- yeah. ah, I wish I would meet a guy like you. And I'm like, I'm sitting here. <laughs> I, like, I am. Yeah, but <laughs> you, but also, you know, like a man, you know, yeah, like yeah, acting yeah. like a man a little bit. Yeah. And um, so I, I just started that out and I, I literally had these goals of like, I want to have a, a certain amount of experiences to know what's out there, you know, to like to, to live myself yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and to see what I resonate with and what I don't. And I wanted to be able when I meet my dream woman, if she's out there, like that was my thinking. Um that I actually am able to walk up to her and say hi, introduce myself and actually make her go for me. Mm-hmm. Like to see me for, for that, what I am and, and to be the right person for her. And um, I just started out by, like one of the first books that I read was this uh, from this guy, Mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you know Shout him. Out. Yeah, the Eric, great guy. And um, you know, in Tulum on one of those parties, after like 15 years of, of this whole journey, somebody's like hey uh by the way i know misery he's like here in tulum he wants to come to the party can he come wow and i'm like sure man yeah let him come like uh he might have to bring like uh, a woman with him but that won't be a problem i guess <laughs> yeah. you know? so mystery shows up there and i'm like wow like he's actually on my party Damn. and um so i walk up to him and i'm like i want to have to i have to pay my respects you know mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm like hey dude like you know i don't want to don't want to you get that a lot all the time for sure but Bro, you changed my life because like I read your book back then. It made me go on this whole self-development journey. Like first I did it to get some girls, but mm-hmm. then I realized it's about becoming a different man yeah. and a different personality and like working on yourself. And thank you so much for that. Like, bro, can we get a picture? Mm-hmm. And he's like, of course, you know, like he's literally <laughs> like you would right. imagine him. He's like yeah, the yeah. nicest dude. And then we take this picture and then everybody comes wants the picture because they realize who he is, you know. <laughs> but then... Uh, I was just thinking, okay, I'm not going to take off uh, so much of his time because you know it for sure. Sometimes mm. it's nice, but sometimes people come up to you and like, hey, 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 aren't you dead? And then you never want to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Where are you might, going, by the way? <laughs> be in the right situation for that. So I didn't yeah. know, is he like wanting this now? So I'm like, hey, okay, 
have your have your fun on, on the party. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, stay. And you know, we became bros. Nice. And then at one point, he just looks at me and he's like, you know what? I like you. And you mastered wow. game. So that's that's really impressive and um, it's really great what you built here and it's it's awesome. And then yeah, we just exchanged numbers. We had this birthday the next week and just partied with uh, me and his closest friend and my wife and some other guy that we just had there, like five people in my apartment and we just had a little very intimate uh, birthday party and uh, showed his some of his music and stuff. And, and it, for me, it was just like such a nice full circle because, yeah. you know, having the possibility to actually be seen by the women I want, mm. having the, abil um, the, the ability to talk to them and like to, to make them want me if it's the right fit. And then also finding my dream woman and then meeting the guy who made you go for it. And then he's like, like the Ritterschlag, you know, like, <laughs> like telling you like, <laughs> oh, you're he's a, knighting you're, you, you know, <laughs> you're a lord now. And I was like, that's, you know, how can I just keep going as if that didn't happen? You know, like you, at one point you have to see the final chapter and say, yeah, that's, that's yeah, awesome. You yeah, know? yeah. And so it, it just all fell into place. And then, Damn. yeah. And then at one point I was just like, okay, I, I want to marry this woman. I yeah. want to stay with her. I mean, the awesome part is she also likes women, which uh, mm. if that ever, if any desire would ever come up ever again, that's awesome too. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm just super happy. And she's definitely the right one. Would marry her every day again. Nice, yeah. man. Well, if you ever marry her again, invite me for the wedding. I will. I we so didn't have the wedding yet, and you're oh, invited, shit. and you have to come. Let's go. I was, I was gonna <laughs> say, I was so mad when I heard you, you didn't invite me, dude. Literally, I'm serious. When you do have the wedding, I'm coming, man. Okay. I don't care where and when. I'm there. Perfect. Let's go. I fucking love weddings, man. Nice. We're gonna cut then this part of the podcast into the footage <laughs> where you and I are partying at your wedding. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, um, you know, <clears throat> first of all, what a crazy fucking yeah. journey. And this episode is sponsored by nothing. I don't need a sponsor. <laughs> We're just giving out this stuff for free because I love what I do. One thing I'm asking you for, though, and that's the only thing I'm asking you for, is to leave us a five-star rating. Hey, if you're listening all the way to now, I'm assuming you like this episode. So please do leave a five-star rating if you haven't done yet, whether you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes or somewhere. There's a five-star option, I think. So just move your thumb up there, drop that rating, and then let's crack right back into it. Thank you so much. Sometimes life can be so unreal yeah. where you're like, is this a fucking movie? Is this a Netflix documentary? Like, it can't, like, and the way you made it sound right now is literally like a Hollywood movie. Yeah. Like guy from random literally village in how Germany. It felt sets out there and then you know it just like stacks up and then you're in in mexico you're crushing it you're this promoter you're surrounded by his malls you find you meet your dream woman and then you meet the guy that made it all happen in it was and you're like oh, what and, and, and he tells you then like hey you're a great guy you yeah, mastered it like, respect come on. like i got goosebumps when i'm literally yeah. literally and just hearing that let alone experiencing that is absolutely incredible and and that's the beauty about about this whole dating lifestyle personal development stuff you know it, it it's your business it was my first business and i feel sometimes i feel like super misunderstood when people are like oh so you're a dating coach or you used mm. to be a dating coach so you talk guys how to get laid and i'm like sure yes but it's so much more than that and I always bring it back to this, like, at least it, that's what it was for me. Like, I was 21, 20, 21 years old. I just had the worst phase of my life back then because I had tendonitis on my la left and on my right arm. 
which is you know like an, an inflammatory injury of mm. your arms and you, i couldn't play guitar anymore and that back then was my only was your career wish right yeah it was my career yeah. wish to become a professional guitarist so i couldn't do that super depressed right so here you are a 20 year old young man living in a, in a in a strange city surrounded by beautiful women for the first time right because you're not in a village anymore you're sitting on the tr on the tram or the metro as a cute girl sitting mm. across from you and you don't know what to do right and of course my uh, how would you say like my hormone infested brain um and plus depression was thinking like huh i'm unhappy because i don't have any woman in my life mm. that, you know i wasn't like yeah i'm unhappy because i was deprived of my purpose as a future guitarist and really pissed because i have this injury and i don't know what to do in my life no, no no my brain was like if i only knew how to get girls everything would be fixed mm -hmm. and then and then later on as i became a dating coach and i was on 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 world tour and i met all these other guys that are in that situation that i used to be in i'm like it's kind of like a gateway drug, a positive gateway drug, where as a young guy, you think that's what you need. Like, oh, I just need a pickup line and yeah. get some girl, and then yeah. I get everything. Yeah. That's how it starts, right? Yes. And then you watch a couple of videos or you read a couple of books, and then you're like, okay, but maybe I should also go to the gym and become a better person yeah. and be funnier and network, and maybe I should build my own business. And next thing you know, provided you keep executing and keep crushing two, three, four, five, ten years, you're making money, you're traveling the world, you're literally a nicer person. Yeah. Like, you're a nicer person. It started with this urge of, like, I just want to, quote-unquote, get laid. Yeah. But then later on, like like you said, like, you learn, you go meditate, right? Like, who the fuck meditates, yeah. right? And literally, two kind of people meditate. Like, people who are into Eastern philosophy and pickup artists, you know? <laughs> people are into dating stuff. Um, and, and, and then... You know, uh, you, next thing you know, you watch podcasts about entrepreneurship, about spirituality. Yeah. And as I'm going older, I'm, I'm 33 now. I have so many friends from, from back in the days that are crushing it now. They're videographers, photographers, they're traveling the world, business owners, uh, family fathers. They built a lot of incredible things out there. And it all just started with like, oh, do you want to go out and talk to girls <laughs> yeah. together, bro? I'm kind of scared. I need a wingman. You know? <laughs> like, that's how it starts. Yeah. And that's really beautiful. Like, yeah. I owe to that idea, I owe everything. To all my mentors, my first mentors, including you, because I used to watch and read your stuff. That's I amazing. owe everything. And, and, and I'm so grateful to have had people like you that really opened my eyes and were like, yo, this shit is possible. And even more grateful to also count you now as a friend of mine, a good friend where we're like we're getting in touch like you know that like you came here from freaking larnaca like a two-hour drive yeah. you know and and that doesn't only mean something to the guy who admires you but it also means something to me as a friend to say like hey i have a good friend that actually freaking takes time out of his damn saturday to come here and just talk shit on the podcast you know? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully providing value as well or yeah, some entertainment 100%. maybe in the stories yeah <laughs> No, but bro, this this admiration is just like it's both-sided because, mm -hmm. like, not only this little moment in Kiev, it was also sometimes just hitting you up and like, hey Max, how would you approach this? And then like getting like this three-minute rant audio, <laughs> like, hey bro, you know, you need to do this, you need to hire that, you need to execute, you know. <laughs> it's just you know, sometimes uh, for you it was a just an average thing that you send out ten times that day, but for me it was like, damn, he's mm. so right and this helps helps me a lot. Mm. So yeah, that's that's My man. really awesome. My man, and um. 
I have another I have another uh, category of people who might actually be into meditation and uh, that is uh, high performers who want to re point. reduce their allostatic load. Oh what yeah, a segue. so what is that? Yeah. yeah, you talked about this earlier. Yeah, because the thing is I just found a, a nice uh, YouTube channel that it talks about um, how to get into flow. Mm -hmm. And um, there's like they, they verbalize a lot of things in a way that I always I understood it, but I could never put it into words. And mm. that's so nice. And one of the expressions that I learned there was that there is this thing that's called allostatic load. And that is literally the stress that you get from your brain shifting from one purpose or from one task to another. Like, mm. for example, you're doing emails now, you're talking mm -hmm. to clients now, you're doing podcasts mm. now, you're going to Instagram and taking care of the marketing there. And then you're doing something in between, having some calls or some meetings. Like that creates a lot of friction and, and stress in your brain. Mm. And uh, what most people think, what they need to do after to replenish themselves is just, oh, I need to relax. I need to be on the couch and like, uh, you know, watch Netflix or something. But maybe I have noticed that for sure. Maybe you have noticed too. It's if you actually just have the full day of like crazy drivenness, um, I get more out of myself than if I just have like one hour where I'm just being a lazy mm -hmm. dumbass on mm -hmm. the couch or mm -hmm. something. And I always realized that about myself, but I never understood why. And this guy explains, you shouldn't relax. You should really try to replenish and to do things that actually reduce the allostatic load in your brain. And that is, for example, meditation. Mm -hmm. But meditation takes practice. I'm also mm -hmm. oftentimes too lazy to do it, even mm -hmm. though it's good for me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do it as a sleep meditation because it helps me get into like a sleep routine better. Mm -hmm. Um, breath work, which is mm -hmm. nice because you don't have to have any skill or to be focused. You just have to breathe in a certain pattern or ice bathing. Mm. And uh, sports, of course, as well. And uh, sure, eating clean also helps, but we're already doing that. Mm -hmm. So if you actually feel stressed out or feel like on a heightened level of stress and you feel like it might even go over your resiliency threshold, what you can do is just actually take a 10-minute break, do, do some breath work, get into an ice bath if you're into that. I, I love that and uh, you will actually feel rejuvenated even though it's super uncomfortable to do it. It's not <laughs> relaxing to do it. Yeah, yeah. And even breath work, it can be like taxing uh, from the feeling of like, oh, this like makes me sweat. Mm -hmm. But after, your brain um, has just a way easier time in actually replenishing what it needs and also to just get uh, the neurotransmitters that, uses, that it uses for that uh, into back into equilibrium. So, and that Damn. is something that I think is... Uh, yeah, I was wanting to share it here because I think uh, value I, for me it was value. I hope it's for what, for what's other the people channel too. Called? Uh, I mm. think I think we looked at the channel. Something w that you said. Remember when we did research for channels that are up and coming, and it was that guy, and we're like, yeah, he had like seventy k followers, and we looked at. It, remember, uh, Ryan something. Uh, Ryan Doris. Yes, that's the, that's that's the guy. The guy yeah. That's the guy. And he makes great videos. Yeah, I should. How many how many subs does he have now? Uh, let me check. Because I remember we looked at that. I'm like, 96,006. And I think Sorry, this guy's going to blow up. Yeah, he is. When yeah. we checked him out like three, four weeks ago or two months ago, it had 60K. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I look at the content, it totally makes sense that the guy blows up. Yeah, we're actually modeling some of our stuff. Nice. Yeah, after that. But that's incredible, man. It's super sick that you say that too. So you have a you have an ice bath at, at home? Or yeah, how like really? a makeshift ice bath. Yeah. How do you have I it? I got into it in, in Mexico. Because there was this former M MMA um, pro athlete coach, uh, super cool guy. I even made a video about it on is in English, so maybe your your people can also watch it. Um, I can I can look it up uh, the title and we can put it in if you want. Hell yeah! Um, and this guy basically explained to me that while you are in the ice, your um, like w all the stuff that happens to you and that you actually control through your breathing that you don't go like into hard racing and mm. all these kind of stress reactions. 
And uh, it's interesting because the first two minutes, it feels like there's like little uh, needle pins hitting you everywhere and it's like very unpleasant. But after that, it even feels warm. Wow. If you only if you breathe the right way, because Mm. your breathing then um, takes over the control of some stuff that normally only is controlled by the unconscious that you normally like your body cannot like your your mind cannot communicate with with that part of your body, but your body can communicate with Mm. the part Mm. of the body Mm. by just doing the right stuff. Mm. And uh, that way you just really change your physiology and like whatever is in your bloodstream in that moment, like the whole hormones and all that. And uh, also interesting part, uh, this pro guy from from Arsenal, um, he also does that. Like they mm. all they all do it. And basically, whatever the pro athletes do, it's kind of the thing. If you can yeah, afford yeah. it, model it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Super good for inflammation and stuff like that. Yeah. I've heard and now. I sleep amazing after I do it. So you do it at, in the evening. Sometimes, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sometimes right. I just go to like some kiosk. I buy thirty kilograms of ice, or like put for, it in a bathtub. For, yeah. And I just put it into. I don't have a bathtub, but I have like a, this. This, that's why I say makeshift because oh. it's not a real ice bath thing. I didn't find one that can deliver to Cyprus, but um, mm. it's just I went to the Baumarkt, like what yeah. is it called? The, yeah, the, I don't know, like a the, the housing cost. store. I don't yeah, know. yeah, where you, you construction stuff. The d- hardware, hardware store. store thank you. Yeah, yeah. the German comes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the hardware store and um, literally just bought a, a giant industrial thing. Oh, that's like a bin, like a yeah. huge bin. All right, yeah, yeah. that's and a I good idea. I just put the ice in there. That's a good and idea. And then man. some water, and then I just sit in there and put the timer. I'm thinking um, I could literally do this here in the villa here because I have bathtub. We have like four bathrooms. They all have bathtubs. Yeah, you just get the ice. If thing, you're yeah. down, I'm getting some ice. We can do it later. Let's it's go. really let's cool. Let's go. Yeah, but you had a leg day today. It will be amazing for you. Fuck yeah, let's go. Cool. Challenge accepted. Nice. So be it. Now it's you're, you're gonna now see now it on I Instagram, it. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now I have to do it. And cool. the funny, the funny thing is that reminds me of a funny story because we talked about Kiev earlier as well. Um, I used to have personal assistants. I I kind of still do, but back then much, much crazier. And like this one day, I uh, I wake up, you know, I wake up in the morning, I leave the apartment to go to the gym, and there's just like five, whatever, 20 kilo ice bags next to my entrance. And I'm like, what? You know, what? why? So I'm like DMing my assistant, like, hey, what was this ice things? You know, maybe they delivered to the wrong address. And she just sends me a screenshot from like the night before at 2 a.m., you know, <laughs> crazy Max, like, yo, I want, <laughs> I need the stuff for ice bath tomorrow. And she's like, when? Tomorrow morning. <laughs> so she's like, what do you mean? Like, I ordered the stuff, just like you said. Uh, and that's kind of so cool about Kiev. You can or- you could always order anything. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, you were streamlined. Like the, everybody came to your place. Like, oh, I'm just gonna stand here, have some business meetings, and they're gonna take the measurements for yeah, my yeah. shirts. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh we man. The, we had the the tailor woman coming. Then later I had a cook. She would just bring the food. Yeah. Um. And then and I remember also once like we wanted fireworks. 2 a.m. in the morning. We had a party, and I'm like, we don't we don't fireworks. Let's get, let's get, we got fireworks. And they're like, sure. And like half an hour later, some <laughs> random guy rings the doorbell awesome. with like a, a box full of fireworks. Oh, man. <laughs> so you want the illegal ones or the good ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Shout out to Kiev. <clears throat> so, yeah, Chris, so you're going to move to Ibiza? No, no, no. Are um, you thinking? I'm, or I'm going to still stay in Cyprus. Cyprus is going to be my base. Nice, but nice. I want to build uh, already a house in, in Mallorca because that's the thing, you know. Um, also, from from a couple of these pro athletes that we know, um, when I was in this VIP box, um, I also met uh, the parents, you know, and asked them some questions. And um, 
they also said that you know like yeah, of course when he was very young we already recognized there was a bit of talent and everything mm-hmm. and we like did everything for him to flourish mm-hmm. and um also uh, i met other people who were also having like these these kind of careers and it was always that the parents very very early on set the advantage because i mean you know as well as me like the more repetitions you do the better you become mm-hmm. and if they have a head start of like three years to the others like yeah. you already like we for example we taught her swimming when she was a toddler because how old is she now she's now almost two okay yeah damn yeah so young and you're already planning that's so yeah sick. i mean of course like look only if she will actually go for it and yeah. accept it you know yeah. otherwise it's just going to be a nice house on malacca but um <laughs> there's worse things because to do i don't want to i don't want to be bad uh in, in this way like because you know we all know what happened to macaulay Carker and so like uh, michael yeah. jackson like they all mm. got screwed up because they had like a very rough childhood mm. none of that but just all of the good stuff of the hey you know we're gonna try to help you to develop the motor skills and everything and the little things and uh, my wife is writing a little children's book with uh, nice. the story and the the pictures are like ai generated and resemble our family Sick. and the little star has her name you know and it's gonna be let's star. go win wimbledon and stuff <laughs> of course it's an experiment you know if we fail we fail it's fine she yeah. will always be fine you know yeah yeah, she, yeah. If she looks anything like her mom like <laughs> she will be fine you know <laughs> and also other than that um her mom is amazingly smart so if she got the intelligence from the mom as well that's perfect (laughs) (laughs) it's beautiful yeah so we're just trying to go giving giving all the little right hints like my my wife also takes her to the tennis classes so she wants to also play tennis Mm -hmm, and everything mm -hmm. because it's the one sport where women actually earn really well that is excellent um, point actually Nadal is one of the best you know and so it's close to my parents it's close to to Europe to everywhere and it's a nice island so just want to try to set up a second base yeah but not live there for full but just for the future mm-hmm. for um, having the the base set up ready it's also yeah. a beautiful area man it's very similar climate to to cyprus but a little less arid i would say yep. i was i was in ibiza just just before when when was i in ibiza pretty much uh, uh oh, oh, september i was in september there with misha at a ceremony ayahuasca ceremony and that was nice was in ibiza yes nice beautiful place also i was never in ibiza before mm. and you know you arrive there everybody just like party drunk you know and we're like and i arrive at the airport and i i just had like a ton of traveling behind me and thank god you know i was not there to party you know we drove then up into the mountains we had a nice calm villa there and then we just did everything there it was nice. a very nice experience and um yeah it was funny because i didn't we've been traveling the whole year since february literally from february till august and i was so looking forward to just doing nothing in damn august and then of course i had uh krista Feuermann on the podcast mm. shout out great episode oh my wife and me spend uh, new year's eve like two years ago in uh colombia with him on his catamaran there, there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fireman, what a legend <laughs> he is a legend and uh Shout and he's out. like yeah and at the end of the podcast i'm like hey didn't you do these eureka events he's like yeah it's like in two weeks from now you should come it's in george on my walnut farm oh, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> so i'm like <sighs> and i hate it i hated networking mm. never done it never done it like i was always a guy like because also probably from the dating times you know it like you, you mentioned it before like guys come up to you they're all weird mm-hmm. and I always felt just like objectified so mm-hmm. I'm always like I just do my thing uh, just grow and make a ton of money I don't need networking and then I talked to my CMO and he's all, shout out Robin Bauman and he's always like he, he he's just a shit talker which is exactly what I need because mm-hmm. I'm like a dreamer and an mm-hmm. optimist and he's like you should do it or mm-hmm. you should not do this you should do that so I'm like, yeah, yeah, we, I got invited. I'm not going to go. He's like, bro, you're going to go. And I'm like, dude, I've been traveling the whole freaking eight months. 
He's like, you're gonna go. There's gonna be a ton of awesome guys there, like all online marketers, digital nomads, and stuff like that. So I went there, and then uh, it was great too. And I got food poisoning, I think. Ah, <laughs> damn it! Classic, right? But classic did, did you know that indirectly, um, because of uh, one of the Eureka events, it's why you ended up here? Because I was uh, literally just in in a phase where I broke up with my girl from the other story before. Mm-hmm. I broke up with her twice. Like mm. one time, or actually one time she broke up with me because there was this moment where I was like, I want to change cities. But at that time, as a young, beginning of 20-year-old guy, I was, let's say, ethically not there yet. You mm-hmm. know, So I was literally just having girls here and there. And I was like, ah, you know, it has nothing to do with her. I was not really faithful. Mm-hmm. And at one point I was just like, we kind of talked about it before we got together, but I never really, really, really had to talk with her. So mm-hmm. let's have to talk. And hopefully she's fine because she knows and everything. Mm-hmm. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. So she was like, you know, get to hell. And mm-hmm. um, so I went th- through the, that breakup time there. And I was kind of lost. And I, everything in Innsbruck where I lived, you know, it reminded right, me. you lived in Innsbruck. In Austria, yeah. Yeah. And it reminded me of her. And I was like, oh, I got to just get out of here, you know. And then I called a friend, Sergey. And uh, he was like, you know what? I know this guy, Christoph. He's cool. You know, you should go there. I think it will give you some direction for some reason. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went to Vienna, mm. went to the Eureka event, yeah. met some people who then actually told me, you know what? You could come to Cyprus. Why do you actually have an online business and then stay in, in a Austria. country <laughs> where it's just going to be more expensive for you and, less, and also you hate the winter, right? Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So I ended up here. And then later on, uh, I told you about Cyprus. And then you were like, ah, maybe I'm going to check that out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then I talked to Christoph again. He's like, hey, Cyprus is really good. It's uh, in the EU. Yeah. Uh, you can pay taxes there. It's really good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So indirectly, that all. Very up. much. Very much. It's the butterfly effect again. Yeah. It's so crazy, yeah. man. And, um, and also, like, I've been coming here for since 2020 or 2019, I think. And it gets better every single time. Yeah. Every single time. There's so many entrepreneurs now, especially after 2020. So many people are like, fuck this. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just going to go here. Mm-hmm. You know, that might as well. Uh, I mean, like, it, you can literally hear it. The construction. Like, yeah. er- villas everywhere. Just like mushrooms jumping out of the ground. Yeah. And uh, I keep meeting more and more awesome people. Every time I'm here, I get like a ton of DMs like, yo, you're also here? And I look yeah. at the profile and it's just like some... 200,000 follower in like Instagram entrepreneur guy. That's interesting people here, yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, do you want to come to my podcast? And they're like, sure. So we've had so many <laughs> damn podcasts here, it's crazy. Nice. And uh, it's it, I really like it here, man. Like I get so shredded every time I'm here because all yeah. I do is work and go to the gym. It was the first thing. I, I was like, hey, bro, hugging. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you feel like a piece of stone. Yeah. Like, you feel like my marble statue when she was whole. <laughs> the hell? Plus, I got the best massage therapist here and people already asked me about her. Uh, I'm not going to give you the number because she's booked <laughs> out. It's a lovely lady. She has like her family there and everything. And she's literally booked out for like the next six months. Nice. So I now have to book my my April appointments with her. Nice. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's actually, actually right now, I uh, know tomorrow she has a, um, she's in the finals of the National Massages wow, Champions okay. or something There's like that. Finals for that. Yeah, I just, I didn't awesome. Know. <laughs> uh, I, I imagine it to be like Dodgeball. <laughs> Do you remember Dodgeball, the <laughs> yeah, movie? <laughs> yeah. the, the Dodgeball finals. Awesome. Um, and uh, and she, she's top 10 right now, but I think she wow. might win. Crazy woman. So I kind of, and I have a butcher here and that's basically all I need. Ah. I need a good butcher. I need a, 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 a dirty, shitty, un-AC, un-air-conditioned gym 
which is Tower Fitness. Shout out to Nick. It's not a dirty machine. They even have an air conditioner, but it doesn't do anything. Mm. Um, but I don't like these highly polished gyms. I don't like that. I Just give them, me weight and let me sweat it all out. Uh, like that's what I like. Um, and even there, like some guy came up to me and he's like, "MX." Do you have a mastermind? And I'm like, and I'm, like <laughs> I'm just like warming up for like bench press, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, can I join it? I'm like, <laughs> nice. sure. Book a call. Nice. And then he bought right away. Nice. <laughs> like most lucrative bench press. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. What uh, what 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 makes you stay in uh, uh, Larnaca? Most people are like in Limassol. Yeah. Do you do you still oh, like? Honestly, do you prefer Larnaca or? To be honest, um, for for one reason, it was just I came here and I wanted to be close to um, the best airport, like. It used to Good be the point. best airport. I think actually Paphos now has a bit better connections to the mm. places that I normally go. Mm, all right. But I really wanted to be close to the airport because I normally did only spend the time I had to be here and then I was just traveling the world. Classic, you know? yeah. Just but like now, me. Yeah, but now, you know, wife, kid, nanny, me, mm. four tickets. Plus every time you go somewhere, you need like a giant Airbnb. Then I also need an extra room for me to be able to record my videos yeah, and everything. Yeah, I need yeah. to bring all my gear. Mm. And so I'm staying way more on the island and we have a great villa with a nice pool and everything and perfect space and a room where I can film everything where like I mounted everything to the walls yeah, and to, nice. the, to the ceiling so I have not like 5,000 tripods around yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's just the comfort of already being there and paying like almost no money because I have this crazy landlord, shout out to Colors, um, <laughs> who always came to me. And uh, he was like, during the, the lockdown, he was like, hey, can you lend me like some money? Like, <laughs> I think he was gambling or something. You know? <laughs> it's a great guy. And, uh, you know, Carlos. and I always said yes, because uh, it's just, you know, I was just alone there. I was happy for him to come and ask me for some money, you know. Uh, it was during that time where I was staring at the Maserati. So he was a nice little Legend. other thing to look at. And then um, after that, he literally he could raise the prices to like at least twice what I'm paying right now, mm. but he never does. And I think Beautiful. he does it either out of gratefulness from his heart, or he just doesn't care because <laughs> now he's building the the thing in in uh, where is it? This this the line thing. You know, oh this no city. shit! He's not of course not only the the, the yeah. person, <laughs> he's more one, but he's like one of the contractors, no and way. he's not even allowed to show me any pictures or, or send me anything. And he's like, I, I cannot, I cannot, I like, cannot. He show keeps everything. You the line my yeah. friend okay yes he's a, but a great guy it is really. not allowed right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love the cypriot accent yeah it is the best accent that you can imagine <laughs> we are building the line in the <laughs> desert my friend dude shout out shout out to, to yanni Yannis, <laughs> the homeboy, listen this is what we're gonna do Lisa, this is what we're gonna do we are gonna Yannis <laughs> is our tax consultant oh my god yours and mine and his frame is so strong <laughs> that he always looks at you says something and then waits for you to acknowledge yeah, yeah, yeah. so you hypnotically nod <laughs> along and accept everything he's Lo bringing to he your brain you in. <laughs> first he first he wears you down by just talking for hours yeah, yeah. you have a single question right you're like hey Yannis real quick uh, what about this like what if I want to invest and he's like all right, my friend, let's talk about these. And 45 let's minutes later, you're still numbers. on the phone. <laughs> let's go through the numbers. What if we try it like this? <laughs> that could work, right? <laughs> so funny. I but you know what? Guy. He has such a strong frame. He recommended you a pizzeria. I bet you went. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I did. Uh, uh, La Sardinia. La oh Sardinia and Paphos. I did go multiple times. Yeah. He's like, you have to go. And then, of course, he he's, he tells me the name of the pizzeria, and of course he proceeds twenty minutes to explain to me how to get there, and he he draws it on a paper. I already have it on Google Maps, like 
30 seconds later I'm like I <sighs> found it I found the location and he's like no and then you go to the circular drive oh, amazing. <laughs> and the best part is that was one of those meetings where I was actually there because I I don't remember exactly why we were at the that's same place. Right. Yeah, that's but right. I was there sitting through with it and <laughs> I'm gonna go to the pizzeria. That's how strong his frame is, you know. I'm like, okay, okay. I love oh. that guy. I cannot ask him a single question without appointing an hour on but the phone. That is who you need as your tax consultant because yeah. he wears everybody down he does, from the he government. Does. If Did you tell me a story that, that that's what he does? Like he goes to the, like if, his, if one of does, his clients yeah. has an issue, like messed something up, didn't bring the documents to the embassy on time. And, and then he goes there and he just talks to them for two hours. Until they're like, okay, okay, fine, we'll do it. Just go away. He hypnotizes them until <laughs> it works. Yes, that's why I, I, I mean, I love this guy. I love this guy. Like Best he guy is ever. too. He needs to be on everybody's team. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a Yannis on your team. You're yeah. losing out big time. <laughs> Such a fun guy. You still, you still with him? Yeah. Perfect. That's yeah. good to know, man. That's good of to course, know. Of course, never even gonna give that guy up. Yeah. <laughs> He's got me in the hypnotic spell, bro. <laughs> like the, the, I do my taxes so late every time. Never have any problem. I'm sure it's because of him. <laughs> I ah, hope he lives welcome forever. Welcome to Cyprus, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Ah, but you have to do it on time. Why are you not doing it on time, Matteo? <laughs> How is the family? Everybody okay? Yes. That's most important. Uh, I love that amazing. guy. I love that guy. Crazy guy. And uh, and yeah, so you're still doing the dating coaching. You're crushing it. I heard. I every time I run into somebody that's a client of yours, they're like, "Yeah, best shit ever." So, um, um, how has it changed? How has it evolved? Oh, you have big evolved. Time. We've now established that. Yeah. How has your teaching evolved? Oh, big time! Like I basically started out with like just um, like the the times I told you that I started in Kiev. Like mm -hmm. when was that? Like 2018, five years ago, something like Time's that. Like, yeah. Um, some of the people who went through the first round of training with me back then are now working with me mm, because nice, they were nice. like so happy with it. They were like, I want to be part of this. Like it changed my life so crazy. Like one of the guys. He uh, he came to me with a stutter, like a very mm. strong stutter problem, and he he didn't fully completely stop stuttering, but it's like it's almost not there. Wow, it's crazy, and his whole life it was there. Other guy also was always the best friend and like never had uh, the the access to the girls that he really wanted as his girlfriend, and then he was having this whole abundance, and now he is the guy who's leading the sales team. Wow, and uh, literally everybody else who's also working in the company is part of the people who went through it and just transformed their life so much that they were like you know let's do it because it's the purpose yeah and yeah beautiful it evolved in like many ways i brought uh i brought on a woman who is a mental trainer like with a licensed like certified mental nice, trainer nice because some of them they just have something you know something in the childhood happened something mm, some in the trauma. youth happened that they just want to get rid of because it still holds them back or gives yeah. them some limiting beliefs so she works on them and um we also have one guy who's just there for the for the text game like some of it is you know etiquette or you just understand not to text somebody five times yeah. or so. but you know it, it also gets a little bit more sophisticated than that like some sometimes you might have a, a woman who's actually down for you but she is not yet convinced that you're really a good investment of her time so yeah. if you just send the right thing the right message yeah. maybe it's just you know gives her the right feeling so he teaches that and then I have uh, one person who's just there for the for the whole let's say the holistic approach he brings in meditation and stuff like nice. that like only to the people who want yeah, yeah it's there and then there's me who basically i give them advice sometimes they ask me business questions and stuff yeah i always tell them like look it's not my main expertise i made some money there's people who are doing that better than me <laughs> but uh, of course they can ask me that 
And so what we're trying to create or how it evolved is just we're creating this guy, like literally what we said before, you know, so many guys are stuck on this Maslow, uh, Maslowian pyramid. Like yeah. there's like the, the food and you want mm. sex and you want shelter and then friends. And then at one point at the end is like full self-fulfillment and spirituality mm. and everything. But if you always are stuck on this lowest level of yeah. like you can't provide or you can't find a mate, if it's for short term or for until your last breakfast on this planet, mm. it's like, doesn't matter, it, you need it. And so what we do is we enable them to go through that phase so that they can go and then grow also in all the other areas. Mm. And like so many guys, like you and me, they start with like, hey, I wanna get later, I wanna get like a, a number or I wanna yeah. have a date or I wanna just uh, actually not always have the wrong uh, partner or always in the relationship become to this, go to this point where it's toxic or so because I chose the wrong one. And then you just help them to, you know, this is how you attract the right person, but just being fully authentic to yourself, but mm. also not only that, but also understanding like what might have been the thing that was holding you back or mm. what uh, what doesn't work for you, like what's kind of pathologic in your own behavior towards yourself. Mm. And um, just going with them through all of that and then also on the same time um, enabling them to communicate in a proper way, you know, like, like literally I have it down, like I did like, 15,000 approaches just mm. until I stopped really completely counting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I literally have it down to a science. It's like, hey, look, if you stand closer than that, the woman will feel uncomfortable. Yeah, If yeah. you stand a the little class, bit further yeah. than that, it's the problem as if you are yelling to your friend <laughs> over the street, she'll not be able to feel your presence and yeah. you will not maybe want her make to talk to you more. And I'm teaching you and teaching them all of that, but also mainly like to be a, a good guy, mm -hmm. you know, like how to be cool with yourself how to be authentic how to like love yourself because you can't give what you don't have inside of yourself mm. and uh, yeah this is what we basically in, uh, incorporated in, in it and also it became more important to me since now i also have a daughter you know yeah so i want to leave this world as a place that hopefully through what i contribute will be a better thing for men and women you know mm. like not the, the classical thing like the dating advice from when we started out <laughs> oftentimes was just Let's make the guy's ability to approach women better, but nobody cares how the woman feels if he approached her like in a good weird point, way. Good point, yeah. And I, I didn't want to, I mean, also that is something that I, I didn't resonate with, but also that's something that, yeah, let's say left left me or my idea of how to how to go about that already like after I was training for a year how to, how to get good with this. Mm -hmm. And so what I try to give is make the guy a guy who actually can have the, the right presence so the woman really enjoys that this guy chatted me up you know mm. it's like it's a cool guy mm. and he's uh, actually making something out of himself like he trains he eats right he treats himself right he Amen. thinks the right quality questions so he gets like quality answers from mm. life and everything like that yeah and i just try to contribute contribute as much as i can in that regard and yeah most of the time it's uh, also the feedback that we're getting. Like mm. that guys are saying, hey, you know, I got a promotion because my boss noticed there's complete change or no my way. friends came to me and said, hey, what what happened to you? Yeah, like, you're yeah. so cool and easygoing <laughs> suddenly or you're happy. That's so sick. And um, of course, I'm not a psychologist or anything, you know, so it's not really that I'm, I studied psychology, but I, I didn't get a degree in the end because mm. I started the company at the same time. And then Classic, with that. Yeah, same for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I should have gotten the degree because it was like one semester more, you know. It was oh, literally it's just you were that paper. close? No way. Maybe I'll do it later on just to have the street cred yeah fuck it you know but uh get your master or what it was about bachelor probably yeah, or even yeah. magister you yeah yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> the bachelor though 
uh, yeah, and I just didn't want to to go on because I realized that it's nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. And I'm still doing the same thing with people. I'm just not telling them, hey, dude, I'm your psychologist or yeah, anything. But yeah. I still apply what I learned in my yeah. studies there, and That's I sick. put it into the how to say in Germany you say didactic, <laughs> like the the transfer the transferring of knowledge from one person to the other, yeah. like so that it's really efficient. Yeah, because I think there's many coaches or or people who say they're like, oh, I'm dating coach, who actually are just about their own ego. They're like, oh, yeah. look at me, look yeah. at all the girls I can yep. get, and yep. so on. And um, I think way more important than if the coach is actually getting any is, is can he teach you to be the man exactly. who actually can and be? Does, and does he give a damn too? That's yeah. Does he does he do this out of more reasons? Or is it than just like an ego push? Exactly. Yeah. Which is which is a lot. Yeah. Like a lot of guys out yeah. there. And uh, you mentioned some funny thing is like that it's basically psychology what you do. My mom's a psychotherapist nice. and I've had many, that. many conversations with her when I started getting into dating and personal development, <clears throat> like, especially once I started teaching it, um, four or five years in, you know, I would, I would come home from a world tour and just sit there with my mom, um, for like an evening around Christmas, you know, and I'm just like chatting, like just, just exchanging myself with her and she's like, and I would just like rant, you know, like I would used to do in the videos, you know, she's mm -hmm. like, where, 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 where did you get that concept? I'm like, oh, we just made it up. We call it like this. <laughs> and she's like, I, I learned about this at university when I got my psychotherapy degree. Like what? And I'm like, really? Like, and it's so funny because here you have this um, a woman in her 40s slash 50s who studied psychotherapy. And here you got this 20-year-old guy who teaches guys how to get laid in the same concept. You know? Awesome. <laughs> and uh, I love it. Like, I still, to this day, have, have super deep conversations with my mom nice. about spirituality, self-development, and all that. And then the other thing that I wanted to ask you is, like, because you said, you, you, you mentioned, you know, Hey, listen, like, if you approach someone, stand like this, yeah, yeah. Like, you know? And the way you talked about it is, like, you still talked about it as if you... As as if you have just started doing it, like, a year ago, and you're full on in it. Mm. Whereas, for me, towards the end uh, of my dating coaching career, it became so repetitive mm -hmm. that I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. All right, so yeah. I'm, like, 10 years into this, and I still have to teach you how to stand, mm -hmm. right? So I got to, you know, I got to admit that to myself like it really started getting really repetitive for me and really difficult to still oh, yeah. be 100% behind it yeah. but it didn't sound like that when you talked about it how are you doing this What what's uh, your secret behind good, that's a very good question yeah look I've been at the point like I think everything that you do it will always go like through these waves of like mm. you, you you love it a bit more you mm. love it a bit less or you maintain it um, there was this time especially when my wife was pregnant I was like okay i even have a book like i had it finished and the mm. ending was actually literally me being the guy who ended up with all the hot ladies around him you know and that was the end of the book and then uh, i find my dream wife and i'm like oh now i have to rewrite the whole book because Damn. the end point is actually changed because i'm not matteo Dimzarian or whatever <laughs> like like people call me there um but i'm actually this guy who had all these nice experiences but now found the woman of his life that he really wants to spend life with and that changes the whole narrative and in that time i was like is that still me you know mm. like mm. because i didn't want to i can't be inauthentic like it doesn't work for me like it would yeah. cost me so much energy yeah. to pretend to be something that i'm not that i was literally thinking 
am I going, how can I incorporate this? How can I actually make the whole philosophy and everything that I'm teaching something that I, not only now, but like when I'm 60, 70, or when my, my little girl is grown up, can still get behind and still say, I am... I stand for that, you know. I did mm. I did something not just for like oh it brings the money now, mm. it's what pays the bills, but uh, f out of like conviction, and especially because you know in Tulum like I saw a couple of those things. I, I mentioned this girl who I let live with us for free, like literally she stayed with us for like almost three months, mm. like until I left, because um, I saw so many guys being like pushy and going over boundaries and I was like damn like it really is actually happening I always thought this is all bullshit you know mm -hmm. this is all stuff make people making that up but okay it was also of course a, a, a full environment full of narcissists and mm -hmm. full of like uh, clashing and yeah flaunting, yeah it was lots of those kind of people so of course this is not how in real life this normally is but in that moment I was really questioning like damn am I in any way enabling that like mm -hmm. am I am I part of this problem mm. and so I really went into myself and, and questioned myself and I was like no this was never your message you never told anybody like to be pushy or to go over or to be like make anybody uncomfortable or to not actually accept a no in any way the opposite but I also didn't want to even be perceived that way you mm. know like for a moment that, that was literally important for me because it was so hitting, hitting home so close you know like talking to this girl about her experience and stuff and then at one point I just realized you know what um, just as important as for girls to be safe, it's important for guys to also be heard. Like it, it mm. can't be that there's like so many guys who just don't know how to date or how, how to approach a girl, and then they're just being demonized. Like, oh, you're a creep. You're you have no idea how to do this, so you're a creep. But then actually, if they go and approach a girl, then suddenly it's like, oh, now also you're a problem. I don't agree with that. I think actually it's just part of life that we as guys have some responsibilities and some things that mm -hmm. we just it's part of our role. And there's just some stuff that women, you know, they have their advantages, but they're also their disadvantages. And I think it's the same for all, both genders, and that's fine. And when I realized that, I really was like, okay, I'm, I'm fully behind this again. Mm -hmm. And also I realized that it's totally fine for me to not only like the way I did it in the end, like, you know, like getting out of this whole um, going to party and, and talking to girls all the time and just actually choosing one that I want. Mm -hmm it's fine for me to also communicate that to the outside because I think it's actually a valuable thing. You know, it's a great thing. Like there's lots of guys who are like, oh, don't get married. You're just going to get ripped off and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. They get a prenup, you know, who cares? Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. still, I think there is value to have like a, a family in which you can raise a healthy child mm -hmm. in a good way. If it's old fashioned, then I'm old fashioned, whatever, you know, but that made me fall back in love with it. And another thing why you might perceive it that way as well is two weeks ago. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking some of my coaches like who work for me uh, need to go outside and they need to do like some um, with the, the hidden camera, you know, they need to do some some interactions to show to the clients um, like how to do it right. And then I was like sitting in my office and I'm like, I really wouldn't want to do that now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it was also like it was cold and there was like <laughs> rain and everything. And then I thought I thought for a moment, I'm like, wait a second, man you're just being scared right now oh. and i'm like dude you did it so long and then you're sitting here and you're being scared just because you're married now <laughs> and then for a moment i was like okay so what is the appropriate reaction to fear if it's not like standing in front of a cliff obviously to go towards fear 
because that's where the growth is, right? Mm. That's where you push through to, to your own barriers. So I call my wife and I'm like, hey, um, you know, I kind of think I should go to Berlin and uh, do some of those um, videos as well. And then she's like, yeah, you should go for it. It's good for business. Nice. Secretly, part of me was hoping like, hopefully she's has a problem with that. <laughs> so I don't have to go, you know. So I call a video guy and I'm like, hey, bro, can you like film me? It's like very spontaneous, mm. hoping that he says no. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm down. I have nothing to do. I'm, I'm booking the tickets now. Oh, hell I yeah. I call the hotels. They all have rooms. It's fine, you know. And I go. And then I actually, in two days, talked to 60 women and uh, had to go through the whole motions that the clients also have to go through when they have no experience. Like I had to actually go through my own anxiety that was a little bit there again because mm. it's like a muscle. Yeah, it yeah. Atrophies if you don't use it. Yeah. And then also be like charming in the conversations. And um, I got like more numbers than ever before. Like it was 30% of the girls got me, gave me that number. Of course, I had style. Maybe the nice watch was shining through. I don't know, you know. <laughs> but uh, and I had cornrows. I made my hair into cornrows, so I looked kind of interesting, probably. And um, yeah, that also made me made me love the thing again because I realized, hey, this is such a like invigorating experience to go through this this fear, you know. Yeah. Of course, yeah. we like we told all the girls like, hey, look, um, this was on camera and everything, you know, yeah. so get the waiver and everything. But yeah. Um, Still, it was like uncomfortable. You know, there's somebody with a hidden camera. You have to go. You, you're the big guy. You need yeah. to show that you can do it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was a great experience because it, it really gave me this feeling back of um, like relating more with my with my people who come into my program, mm. so that I don't just tell them from my <coughs> Elfenbeinturm from the Elf ivory, tower, to ivory tower. Ivory tower. Yeah, from yeah. the ivory tower, like you go and you'll be <laughs> not scared from the woman. Yeah, Nothing yeah. can happen to you. <laughs> but I actually go and I talk to the women. You know, and yeah. Uh, Go and face the rejection because it still means like 40 times they said, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm not interested. You yeah. know? And um, I think that's, that's also part of it, like making yourself being really en engulfed in what you're teaching, mm. even if it's just from here and there. So you don't lose the touch and you just don't become this guy who's like, oh, I'm talking down to you. But actually you, you understand what your people are going through and then you just go through that yourself again and yep. you conquer it. And you can also be a better leader and a better example by that, I think. A hundred percent. I agree with you and, and it's also kind of it's so funny like because you mentioned like oh numbers da, 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 but then you also mentioned it's not even about that no and I yeah. remember that too it's like especially in the beginning I'm like it's not even about like who do I meet and uh, whatever who do I make out and it's it's literally just about this you literally get drunk <laughs> off the yes. adrenaline that you're yeah. getting yeah. and and it's such a cool thing because you 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 eat a lot of shit, so to speak. You get a lot of rejections, no matter how cool you are. Yeah. Right. You always go in thinking you're cool. Yeah. You come out very humbled, but also very positively surprised. Yeah. Like many interactions, you know, like you know, I'm I'm 172 centimeters. I'm not a tall guy, so like I would walk up to like girls that are taller than me, taller and on high heels, right? And I'm literally like on like chest height. I'm like, hey, yeah. what's up? Yeah. And the girls are, hey, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, have my number. Call me later, right? And it just blew my mind every time. Like yeah. even after years of doing it, like even some of the girls that I'm that I'm dating now that are taller than me, like it's so funny. Like I hug them goodbye, and they literally have to bend down <laughs> like I'm a kid. Like I'm literally like I'm a dwarf, you know? Especially when they're wearing high heels. <laughs> and it, it feels so dumb. I'm literally uh. feeling like a kid. Like it's like as if they're picking me up, you know, like like a doll, like <laughs> Amazing. I'm always wondering, like, why are you putting on high heels? You're already taller than me. But I don't mind. But like, do you mind? Like, 
I hope I'm not messing with your brain because I'm so <laughs> of you. Um, anyways, like, and and it's so much like so so much of it is. Uh, it's good for a man to be humbled. Yeah. Um, one of my first mentors, uh, Owen Cook, R.C. Tyler. He I love used the guy. To, yeah, me too. He always used to say like every man um, thinks he can a win a fight and b uh, get the number of a f- uh, get the phone number of, a, of an attractive woman. Mm. And then when they actually do it, they lose the fight. <laughs> they don't get the number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's such a beautifully humbling experience. But at the same time, it's like literally an adventure. I used to say that. I used to have videos about that where I'm saying like, you want to go on an adventure? You don't. You and this is really, you can extrapolate that to life in general. Okay, you're listening to this right now on uh, on your AirPods. Maybe you're in the gym. Maybe you're walking. Maybe you're literally just sitting at home. You're listening to this, and everyone. Every one of us, whether you're a man, a woman, old, young, we all have that call for adventure within us. Every one of us wants to do something cool in their life, wants to have that movie experience for their own life. And we all think in order for us to experience that, we have to go to some faraway country. We have to create something absolutely crazy. We have to go through the jungle and you know find the Maya pyramids. Literally, the adventure that anyone can do, which is, by the way, the greatest adventure in the world is go outside talk to strangers go on the internet build a business dm your first couple clients make videos like that is the craziest fucking adventure because you never know what's going to happen talk to that person that is out of your league invite that person that has way more followers than you um talk about the thing that in that interests you on YouTube, on Instagram, post about it, put yourself out there. That is indeed the greatest adventure. And ultimately, I understood that more or less unconsciously. I just did it. Mm. It brought me here. It brought you here. Uh, it brought us into the lucky, lucky position where we get to share that and help other people out and be that person, you know, a little further up the mountain that turns around and says, hey, buddy, you need a hand? Mm. I'll pull you up, right? That's the greatest adventure of mankind that you could ever do. And and it all boils down to doing things you think you're not good enough to do, but then you just do them anyways. Yeah. And you're but like, you know what? The real strength, I don't want to interrupt your rant because it's it. fucking glorious. <laughs> go for it. But you don't get any strengths by the things that you already know you can do. Yes. You get the strengths by, like the especially the mental strength, by just doing the things you thought you couldn't. Yes. And exactly. that's that's so amazing about it. That that's the mind fuck you gotta give yourself all the time. All if it boils down to my entire life, like Max, how did you do this? How did you do that? I'm like, I just did things. I thought I wasn't good enough. But uh, I was like, fuck it, I'll do it anyway. Let's see what comes out. Yeah. Right? And you have nothing to lose because you're already not sure. Nothing like, am lose. I good enough? Yeah. If you're not, you're okay. Who cares? Exactly. You already thought you were not. Exactly. But if you do. <laughs> mm. And I've never never had it where it was like, yeah, you're right. You aren't good enough. Go give up. I've never had it. It was yeah. always like, yeah, sometimes I fail. Maybe temporary. Yeah. yeah, but uh, exactly temporarily. Like, like my girlfriend, I've been together with her for like seven years. I literally, we met on Tinder, funny enough, by far not as cool of a story as yours, but like I thought it was a catfish. I, I know w- the story, yeah. yeah, yeah and then was, you saw it in front of the gym, right? Exactly, I, exactly. Then we still remember. Yeah. Oh, because you watched the other podcast. Well. Yeah, that's <laughs> so I was like, I looked at the Tinder and I'm like, yeah, that's like probably like a, because she had like some black and white photos. Too good and to like, be true. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's maybe from Vogue, you know, like some, <laughs> someone just uploaded the screenshots. And then I asked her, hey, can you send me a photo? Like I, I got her number on WhatsApp. <clears throat> and then I'm like, send me a selfie of yours, you know, like playfully. <clears throat> and she sends a selfie of two girls. One 
was the beautiful girl from the Tinder profile. The other one had a, took a, a, a popcorn bowl and put it in front of her face because they were at a movie night, her and her best friend. So I was like, oh, what if it's the girl with the popcorn bowl in front of her face? You know what I mean? Like, I was like, could not believe You're it. You're so screwed. Um, so even, even there, like, I was like, yeah, if a girl like that is interested in me, it must be a damn catfish, mm-hmm. right? But I did go on a date, and the moment I saw her, I'm like, yep, that's going to be my girlfriend. And uh, it's beautiful. And, and you had the skill to do it. I had like the skill to, to do it. Her, exactly. You knew how to actually win her over. Exactly. And, and I saw her. Like, she's gorgeous. And she's smart. Like, yeah, I yeah. I talked to her as well. She's very, very smart. And she's exactly the kind of uh, a counter uh, um, thing that, that I need in my life. She's very, go with the flow, whatever. Just here's this cute cat photo. Right? And I'm just like, ah, grind all It's day. so nice to have this female energy, right? It is. You need that female like, energy. Like, my wife, the same. Like, she always gives me like this oh, you did great, baby. And I'm like, I don't want to have to compliment. I didn't have the results yet. I need to actually first, first the grind. Do not give me the compliment before I finish the grind. Yeah. And then she's exactly. like, no, baby, it's like a, a proof of yourself. You know, give yourself some love. Like, I deserve the love when I did the task. You know? <laughs> it's so good. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you need that, you know, you need that. And, and it's beautiful. And and like everything, everything I did, and I know everything you did was just stuff where we we're like, yeah, it's not going to work. We're not good enough. Fuck it, let's do it anyway. And then it worked out. Yeah. Or it worked out the second or third time. Yeah. And that's really all. All, all it fucking is like please 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 if you're listening to this no matter what it is that you want in life and no matter what your environment tells you your friends your family your spouse fucking go do it anyways it doesn't matter if you're good enough yet just fucking go do it the first speech i've ever done i had no clue what the fuck i was going to do the first the first free tour i've ever done shout out to julian he was mm. like he was about to go on stage and by the way there's xenius's mercedes coming up oh nice yeah he's visiting <laughs> he's gonna go in the ice bath as well nice the first free tour i ever done was in front of 250 people in montreal i was just a bum fuck assistant like no money and julian the golden child right julian julian um julian blanc shout out and he's about to go on stage i remember he's like turning around he's like by the way you want to go up in front of me and i'm like sure Go for it, bro. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. I go on stage and I just did it. Nice. And, um, and, and, and the first client I got, the first $2,000 client I got, the every the first everything i ever did i'm just okay just 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 a picture if you're if you're a mateo fan or a fan of me of mine or anybody like and 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 you're picturing us doing something awesome just know that it, it like my my face is going to be all cool like hey what's up welcome <laughs> but actually my face is like <laughs> right, for you listening it's just my, my face is just scared it's as hell so like, it's so true it's so true but on the outside I'm all cool and I'm it's so true it, you know you just gotta go through it yeah <laughs> you just gotta go through it so this world has so much epicness to offer it it's it and and last but not least is like when when you make that step and you allow yourself to fail and you admit that you don't know nothing and that maybe you're not good enough but fuck it you do it anyways what's gonna happen is literally Literally, sometimes you'll have life scenes where you're there, where it, it everything's slowing down, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, is this real life, or is this just fantasy? Like the Queen song, where you're like, "Mystery is walking up to me, and he's telling me I'm freaking cool." It, for me, it was like, "I'm working with Tyler. Yeah, I'm, I made my first million. I'm I'm there. I'm like dating my dream of like what." I'm sitting here with my man, Matei. <laughs> this gotta be it's fucking simulated. And, and that's what life is. Yeah. It actually even culminated in this whole... I was listening, I think, to to an audiobook of uh, Ed Milet. 
and then he was talking about hey if your goal is actually to finally live on an island you know like i was there with my with my at the time now my wife that girl when i met her like some days after and we listened to this and he's like yeah if your goal is like to actually live on like on an island and i'm like oh i actually did that you know i, I do that so i switched because i was like it felt like bragging suddenly you know yeah, so yeah. i switch over to the tv and then suddenly there is the movie hitch running you know <laughs> and i'm like oh that's that's literally me so i so i turn it off you know and then i'm i'm putting on some grand cardone and then grand cardone is like maybe if you want they are gonna be a millionaire i'm like <laughs> and it really felt like the universe is just trolling me like hey bro you did it you did damn, it you did damn. it and you know what? The most important, interesting part was also uh, why I chose her in the end was literally after we, we were doing the deed a couple of times there, um, she's looking at me and she's making some fun. She's, she's like, oh, wait, when are you going to marry me? And part of me was freaking out. Part of me was like, oh, wait a second. Is this like gold digging uh, problem here? Is this like these kind of wipes? Is this like a red flag? Yeah. And then part of me was actually going into myself and thinking, wait a second there's this there's this joke of the guy you know he's he's like drowning and then there's ship coming mm. he's shipwrecked and there's ship coming and then his captain is like hey should i throw you like the the life-saving thing and he's like nah nah god will help me uh-huh. and then next boat comes you know and he's like hey should we like get you out of the nah god will help me like after the seventh boat you know says always the same thing goes drowns goes to peter's gate and then peter's is like dude why are you here you're supposed to live mm. and he's like yeah but uh, you know why didn't god help me and then he's like how many times should he send the boat until you fucking take the help? <laughs> and I looked at her and I'm like, how much better than this can God want me wow. or the universe want me to have it? Like, literally, I never cared for this kind of stuff, but she's like nine years younger, looks amazing, will still look amazing for a very long time, mm-hmm. like is smart. And everything about her was like, just it clicked, you know, it was just a good chemistry between us and everything was fine and then also it's it's kind of supposed to happen like this police chase the crazy ex <laughs> funny part was even next day we want to go to the car and then the car tire was stabbed <laughs> and then and then my videographer at the time was like wait a second did you have like two weeks ago did you have a little argument with her i go back in the chat and i see her writing everything in caps lock <laughs> and i'm like oh and he's like that was what it happened before with the tire again oh. so she was literally crazy dodged the bullet there and um yeah like it was just all <laughs> it was just all such a such a great thing that just meant to be and yeah. i think you could never get to a point where your life feels like that if you don't go for the courageous choices if you don't go for the choices that actually make you grow because that guy who came from the village with two thousand people and four thousand cows where mm-hmm. you could hear the ass of the world shit if you were silent at night <laughs> like that guy didn't have anything to offer to actually have a woman like that in mm-hmm. his life mm-hmm. that you know chooses him as also the man because mm-hmm. she also did that to me and she used to be with like a football pro player and mm-hmm. then before that she was like dating the indian like a cousin from the indian king like that guy <laughs> has like 200 cousins it's not so special as it sounds but like <laughs> i'm the poorest guy she still is with but from i would say i hope my personality and all of that like convinced her to just say you know that's the guy that's mm. because she also told me she, like the moment she she was with me for the first time she realized oh damn i'm gonna go fall for this guy mm. and um yeah so that's that's just doing those choices of like going through the fear going through the oh my god i don't know what to say going mm. through the i don't know how to do this i am scared i might be rejected a million times and like like all the all the fear that grows in your head if you don't challenge it with and combat it like with reality with trying it out in real life 
like you're not gonna conquer that if you're not gonna go and say okay i'm just gonna do it now and mm. also maybe one last thing that i want to share is don't try to do it alone and i'm not saying this mm. to sell like any any tickets to my or your stuff it's just i try to do stuff on my own when i was a bit stupid when i was younger because <laughs> i always thought oh but i want to have like the story that i did it all myself mm. and even arnold schwarzenegger is like hey nobody is self-made you need help yeah and then the, the story of um uh michael jordan is that this guy needed tim grover like he as alone as a player on himself was not good enough to carry the balls but he needed he needed a team of people around him he yeah. needed other people who actually help him to create this like this crazy triangle of power where they like just bulldozed everything mm. and everybody needs somebody who who can like just reach out and help you and pull you up and you know if you have people around you like that who can embark with you on that journey that's amazing but if you don't like just go and grab yourself a coach you know like you've been a coach to me i've been i don't know He's some some kind of too, a coach bro. to you sometimes i guess and uh, other people also and i think it was like some of the most important uh, and most valuable insights and and impulses i got in my life were actually from people who i was willing to get coached by yeah because just also being willing to humble humble yourself to this level of um i i didn't learn it all like i'm not this full vase of water where everybody who tries to put something in yeah. will just fail because it runs over but actually just to empty yourself again and, and go into this learner's mindset i think that's such a very important lesson that helped me so much in my own life and that mm -hmm. i just hope to give to some people out there who maybe think hey should i really give this a chance like yeah give yourself the chance give yourself the chance yeah. man well bro let's wrap things up <clears throat> I, right. I i i when you came here you were like i hope i can give you some value you fucking dropped a lot of value I, nice. can, i can represent that for for everybody listening and, and viewing and um happy to have you as a friend happy that you fucking exist as you existed helping me and many many thousands tens of thousands of men and women out there and uh and every time i see you you're an upgrade version of yourself you're mateo 1.0 2.0 3.0 3.3 3.6 4.0 and it's really fucking amazing that is very very rare i don't see that in a lot of people i see that in in people like Sanios over there for example who we've also had in the podcast it's it's fucking rare and uh i'm so so happy for you You are emanating happiness. You're emanating growth and strength and masculinity. All the things I believe you ever wanted to be and so much more. And um, thanks for being on the podcast, you, bro. bro. How, can, uh, how can people find you? What's the, what's the number one thing? Thank you so much, man. Those are kind words. Thank you. I just can't. I'm not going to repeat it back now <laughs> because it's just going to look like I'm kissing your ass. But really, <laughs> lots of respect and love, bro. Really. Thanks, man. Thank Only you. Yeah, where can people find me? They can either go to um, www.mateodiem.com or de um, and just uh, sign themselves off for the stuff that's coming in 2024. That's nice. not really released yet. It's just a blank page with a timer that runs down and a sign up that you can be part of it. But also if you want to find me on YouTube, if you're German speaking, because this is all German content, Hell yeah. you can go to um, 
either put my name into YouTube or just Flirtforschung, ah, which is a Flirtforschung. Yes, very German. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you gotta spell it for the people somehow. We'll put it in the we'll put it in the in description box, yeah. Instagram as well, I reckon. Uh, yeah, I'm not that big there. Like just my name, you know, Matteo underscore Deem. Yeah, you can find me there. But uh, if you really want to just go and embark on a dating journey or like just follow the stuff that I put out there. It's kind of similar to this, just mm. a bit more focused on dating and less mm. on my personal life. Mm. Um, yeah, then you will find it there, especially on YouTube. We have, I think, uh, 125,000 followers now or 127. Th- 30 million views or how much? Uh, 33, yeah. Nice. yeah. It's kind of yeah. nice, yeah. Feels I, good, I, huh? One time I checked <laughs> and I was like uh, uh, realizing that I spoke with people like over like 28 years in one month just by the views because it's like you multiply yourself <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. which uh, felt insane damn but yeah that's that's why it's also so important to have the right message huh because Hell you're yeah. impacting a lot of people amen yeah. amen yeah let's get some ice baths bro oh yeah thank you so much it. for being on the podcast thank G-G. you for having me yeah i hope i could deliver some value and um yeah embark on the journey you're that's not gonna cool. regret it beautiful last words all right this is crazy. How can I be, you know, part of an epic uh, community of online mentors, uh, of online entrepreneurs? How can I have an impact on the world and make money and have my own freedom myself? Well, MaxTorner.com forward slash call. That's a page where you can go to where you can book an entirely free call with me and my team directly. Yeah, you just click on that. You uh, have a calendar there. You can pick the call time that fits best for you, and then. We'll have a chat. We'll look at your business idea. We'll look at your current business that you might already have. We'll look at your strategy. And if you don't have a strategy, we'll give you a strategy entirely for free on how you can make your first 10 or 20K a month online or even scale your existing online coaching or service providing business to up to 250K a month plus. All you have to do is head over to maxtorno.com forward slash call. Book your call there and let's chat soon. Thank you so much for listening. GG.